0: Hello! And welcome back to... The Nick... The Jake... And, and the, the movies. movies! Oh, we did it. <laughs> we're back, oh, baby! We're b- episode 9 or 10?
1: Uh, yeah, because of the lost episode.
0: Yeah. Nick and
1: Jake's bogus journey? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Nick and Jake's uh
0: extraordinary... Extraordinary ex- ex- extravaganza... Yes. ...of stuff. Of podcast <laughs> animation. And things that we've missed.
1: Um, Welcome back. It's been a while. It's been forever. Uh, Yeah. um, It's been over a year, I think. Has it really? I think, if not over a year, just about a year. I think you're right, because I think we started in May of last year.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: we did it for about three months. Yep, we did it during the summer and then I moved away to college.
0: Yeah, and I stayed exactly where I was. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed in my basement <laughs> waiting for me to come home. <laughs> every, every week e- at the day we would record, I turned all the <laughs> stuff on and I waited, and you just <laughs> never came.
1: Make <Just laughs> made <laughs> sure to unlock the
0: door. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, like your family would walk down to see a pair of eyes in a black room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like when you shine a flashlight at an animal's <laughs> eyes, just like sh- like the eyes
0: light up. Only the flashlight is the laptop, <laughs> like coming into my, <laughs> into my face, and I just look up the, at them dazed. <laughs> they
1: leave a little bowl of oatmeal for you <laughs> at the stairs every day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some water, yeah, <laughs> next to your dog's bowl. You get a bucket as well to piss and shit in. <laughs> That's more than your dogs get. Like they That's get true. the well. No, it's not. They get the entirety of outside. That's true that's also true they get the lawn yeah which is a lot bigger (laughs) of an area it's a lot more real estate and probably a lot more comfortable (laughs) I would imagine Uh, um, but we're back
1: (laughs) (laughs) and I'm back home I graduated college good for you thanks it sucks (laughs) I was gonna say you wanna talk about it no (laughs) (laughs) I'm unemployed it sucks (laughs) (laughs) that's the college trap (laughs) that's why I always
0: say don't get an education kids and look at you now (laughs) exactly where I've been (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what have, w- actually, like, uh, in the last year that we haven't, what, like, what movies that you've seen do you remember the most? Or, like, spoke to you the most? Oh, wow.
1: Um, well, the m- one I watched most recently that I gave five stars to um, was, it was actually Thief by Michael Mann. Okay. I think I told you about this yeah. one. yeah um James Kahn plays an ace safecracker nice. who uh who's doing pretty well and he wants to get out of the game. He found a nice lady. He wants to settle down with like a family and a house. Um but there's a catch. The guy he works for now requests one more job from him. Oh, uh, of course, yeah. And uh he's got to do it and yeah. uh problems arise. Ah, okay. That's a very basic plot, but Yeah, it, it was very a basic plot, but I think it was made in 83. Yeah, that's 84. So it was um it was
0: probably pretty fresh at the time. Yeah. Uh, well ba- like you can make something that basic today, as long as like it the characters are interesting. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just star y- you look at like something like Star Wars and Sure. It, like, without good characters that would be the goofiest movie ever ever made like with all the weird sets and things like that mm-hmm. it's like that that ter- that little tiny tipping point between being like flash gordon yeah and being star wars yeah totally. it's like i actually care about the characters yeah and i like
1: them um wasn't there i think we watched some behind the scenes of it where like they're like doing the whole like death star set stuff and like all the actors are like we don't know what the fuck yeah doing.
0: yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, mark hamill has talked about like the bar set uh, the bar scene right R- like you watch it on tv or like blu ray whatever and it looks good because it's supposed to look good obviously it's a movie but he talked about it as, like there were just these weird puppets that aren't working right mm-hmm. and like it's just chaos in the set and it makes no sense yeah <laughs> a- apparently when he he was he like was talking to his girlfriend who would become his wife later on he uh, she's like oh you're going to be in this mo- new movie coming out he's like yeah <laughs> yeah and she's like what is it he's like well it's kind of like star trek but not really she's like oh i love star trek uh-huh. and and she apparently i believe she loved it but like he did not expect anyone because i don't think he saw the cut before it happened oh really but yeah but no i mean there are so many uh, john wick really john wick john wick is a character i care about the yeah. two things that like make that movie work is i care about john wick mm-hmm. and i and the gun scenes but like you could go without that. Like the gun scenes don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. It's just an added flavor. Yeah. Although I think for the second and the third one they have to be there. Yeah, I mean John Wick is a
1: is a case of um what is it? It's uh it's a trope called girl in the freezer. Oh, or I don't think some, I've heard that. Something like that. It's basically that the motivation for confrontation or the problem is uh, a dead woman. Oh, okay. And in this case it's John Wick's dog. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Which is actually I think a really great twist on the trope. Well, it's an extension of it cuz it's still Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's basically
0: the last remaining piece that he has of his wife. Yeah, exactly. And that that's a that's perfect. Like mm-hmm. you don't you don't need all the 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 crazy gun sequences that like that just helps. That's flavor. Yeah,
1: I feel like if it was just a normal action movie where it was just like, you know, Decent action. Upset Keanu Reeves. Upset Keanu <laughs> Reeves just walking through New York <laughs> while it's raining at night. It would still be pretty decent, but it is the gun-fu that really makes it Oh, yeah, it makes it what it click. is.
0: So uh, wh- you said it was called Thief? Thief, yes. Was there anything besides... Was there anything just, like, really stand out? Um,
1: James Con's acting was really great. Uh, uh, yeah. The... Action for back then was also really great. Nice. Um, Jim Belushi's first movie. Oh yeah,
0: you did tell me, but I remember um, that. Yeah,
1: yeah, and he's really good in it. Good, good uh, for him. Other than that, that's that's all for for Thief. But for um, for the other movie that I saw recently that I was like, that's an amazing movie. Was um, Doctor Strange Love or How I Stopped looking I've uh, been trying to watch that for a while. How I stopped worrying and learned to love the and bomb. Yeah, I think that's, that's it. what it is. But um amazing movie. Yeah, I've heard so good. It's Kubrick,
0: right? Kubrick, yeah. Yeah. Uh I yeah, I've been trying to get that uh, the Criterion one forever. And I just, Oh, do you really? Uh, yeah, That's I don't awesome. have it. I've been trying to get oh, it. Oh, right. Uh like it, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. But every time that I go to buy it, happens to be the only time that I go to buy a movie and don't have money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like every yeah. time every time I try to get that specific movie. Mm-hmm. Uh it was
1: good, right? Oh yeah. yeah. I, I loved it. And um I was watching some like behind the scenes stuff on it. And it's based on a book, and um, the book is... So, Dr. Strangelove is very much a comedy. Okay. Like, a dark comedy. Uh, Yeah. Um, But the book is not a comedy at all. It is is just a warning about the Cold War and and nuclear annihilation and stuff like that. That makes sense. But uh, Kubrick was writing it, and uh, he was like, this is funny. Really? uh, Yeah, and he was, like, realizing how ridiculous, like uh, the people in power are and how like having your finger on the button is just like completely like idiotic. Yeah. And, uh, he brought in a couple other script writers and they made it a comedy. And, um, the main actor who, whose name I'm totally blanking on right now. He actually was the guy who pay, who played, um, um, Clouseau, the guy from the Pink Panther. Uh, it's movies. either Peter Sellers or Peter Weller. It's Peter. Oh yes, you're right. One ah, or the other, it's yeah. it's an Eller.
0: Yeah, it's an Eller. Because he's um. also in uh, the same actor is in one of uh, Stanley Kubrick's first movies, Lolita. Oh, Lolita. Yeah. Right. Which I own. I, I I have that movie. Have you seen it? Yeah. I I have a collection of like eight Kubrick movies, and I like went through all of them. Uh, and Lolita was one of the first. because, And the reason why was because uh, David Lynch was asked what his favorite Kubrick movie was, and it was Lolita. Oh, he said Lolita? Yeah, That's he loves awesome. it, yeah. And I also like that movie, but I, it's it's hard to say to people that I like that movie because of its subject matter. Because what it's about, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's really, it's, it's about that, but it's really a character study of a mentally ill man. Yeah, you I know? mean,
1: some of the great movies of all time are about subject matters that are quite taboo
0: yeah and it's it is in that idea of like watching this man who is already not a good man just Mm -hmm. get worse and lower is interesting yeah and peter wellers or sellers (laughs) peter (laughs) peter our our friend peter (laughs) yes (laughs) uh he he plays a villain of sorts ah and and he is phenomenal like i had never even heard of him before but he's one Mm -hmm. of the greats i found out later Mm -hmm. but yeah that's I like Lolita. That's a good one. Um, so in uh, Doctor Strangelove, he plays a
1: British s- sergeant at the base where the call is put out to like send like nukes off. Okay. Um, he plays the president of the United States in the war room.
0: He plays multiple characters. Yes, That's and great. he
1: also plays Doctor Strangelove. Okay. Who's this ex-Nazi um, scientist who is entirely comedic and wacky as hell that's awesome it's I love so it. he is so funny in that movie it's ridiculous good oh yeah i'll give that a shot then yeah well, I mean, i've meant to forever but it's like. a tight 90 minutes too. actually i think it's like 140 but like it's a shorter okay shorter oh, yeah, film yeah. and it just goes by good. and you're gonna be laughing the entire time good um and let me see what else did i watch that was like a five-star movie um oh you know what uh i have a new favorite nolan movie
0: Oh, it's
1: uh oh, don't tell me, <laughs> I know this one uh-huh. I know the uh, Dunkirk, <laughs> Dunkirk. yeah, yes, uh I watched Dunkirk and I was like, ah, I heard this movie's good. I mean, it's like you know it's about like a specific uh time in the war, yeah, and I watched it and I felt so like connected. <laughs> <laughs> <And> like <laughs> I get you, Nolan. yeah, it's like like, oh my God, this movie is amazing <laughs> and
0: like I think it might be my favorite war movie. ooh of all time. okay. Yeah, I haven't seen too many war movies. Uh, most of the war movies <laughs> I've seen are really old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the Dirty Dozen, which was the inspiration for uh, Suicide Squad. Oh, was like it? like the really? comic book. Oh, okay, cool. Like, w- and now it's come full circle, and James Gunn has made a movie that is inspired by the movie The Dirty Dozen. That's hilarious. Which it was all about. Which I uh, that's one of the things I saw over the l- last year. Uh huh. But is uh, it's like or Donald Sutherland's first if not one of his first movies mm-hmm. so he's real young and it's this guy it's not George Kennedy I forget who plays the main character but he he kills it a- a- for like those 60s like late 60s early 70s era I'm gonna be real stoic and talk real loud type of actors <laughs> yeah. the, the dude the main character in in the dirty dozen is awesome he's really good
1: so so what's it about? Is was it just like a that. suicide squad thing? It, it, it
0: is. It's like an extent, uh, like, suicide squad feels like an extension of that. Uh-huh. So basically, the idea is they need a, a like, heavily, of like, really dangerous mission done, uh, like the army does. So they get a, like, somebody who's good to lead these people, and they construct a, a group to, like, to teach how to, like, Fight out of uh, death row inmates, mm-hmm. and they'll get like uh, parts of their pardon off, based uh, parts of their uh, sentence off, right? Partially pardoned depending on what they did, mm. and so he has to make sure that these crazy, potentially incredibly dangerous people are all like will listen to him mm-hmm. and do what he wants when the time is right. Uh, But they also have to work because this is not like a bunch of other military personnel do not know that they are doing this. So they have to pretend as hard as they are that they they actually are military (laughs) and they are very mischievous. Ah, So there's a lot of like hiding hiding around and things like that. It's like a two hour and 40 minute movie Mm -hmm. uh, where it only gets to the mission that they're all together for in the last half hour. Mm -hmm. And so it's like one of those. There's y- a lot of war movies like that.
1: Though. You know, you know it's funny. I mean, we talk about like movies we love and stuff like that mm-hmm. and we're like, "Oh yeah, it's like 2 hours and three <laughs> 30 minutes. It's like a 3-hour movie." And like that's just normal for Fair us. I th- I think I <laughs> think about that all the time. And then you'll you'll like hang out with someone and you're like, "Oh, this movie's great." And you'll put it on and then uh, they'll see like the time and it's like it's like 2 hours and 54 minutes and they're like, "I'm not watching this."
0: <laughs> I I had to split Zack Snyder's Justice League up into five parts with my dad. Oh my god, uh, that's so funny! Uh, like into five five different sections to get it done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was worth it. Like I, I mean, I've seen that movie. A lot. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, that yeah. more later.
1: Yeah, um, but Dunkirk, Dunkirk, yeah, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. just such a good movie, and it's a uh, one of those that takes place over a single day. Uh, it's on a timer, um, and one of the best things I, I believe it's Hans Zimmer who does the score. Absolutely uh, uh, shocking. He incorporates uh, a ticking clock. Ah. as like a big part of the score uh, so the entire time it's just like tick tock tick tock as like really intense like war scenes are happening and it's so tense um but other than that uh yeah i've just been at school uh i've been doing D with my roommates for a while now and then i had another podcast with my roommate remy called dude's Roll. that's all about D- uh dungeons and dragons and stuff but yeah, I think that's just about me. So, what about you? Do you watch anything really good recently, or like? What I don't you watch
0: anything for the last year. <laughs> you just well, I d- like I said, I've laptops. been in your ba- <laughs> in your basement. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't allowed to use your TV. <laughs> the uh, electroni- <laughs> Electricity was turned off down here. <laughs> uh, okay, so oh, uh, quite a lot. I've seen a lot of things in a year. But I guess standout. Uh, God, I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, I watched every Guillermo del Toro movie. Nice. Every ge- I watched every Guillermo del Toro movie. I watched every David Lynch movie. hmm And uh, there was one other director that I finished. I still
1: think I haven't seen Chronos. I think I've seen all of his other movies. Have you seen The Devil's Backbone? Uh, that's the one about the the kids in the orphanage, right? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that one. You've seen that? Mm-hmm. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's really. I good. love that. Movie. I remember seeing that a while ago. Oh yeah. Before I think I saw that before
0: Pan's Labyrinth, Pan's Labyrinth. and I oh, don't okay. know why I watched it. They're sister movies, but like right. they are. Oh, I love them both to death. Mm-hmm. His Spanish, except for Chronos, bored me a little bit. Right. But it is also like his first first movie, mm-hmm. and and it was interesting. It's very one I call that those three movies mm-hmm. the. Um, the Mercedes trilogy. Oh, really? Why? <laughs> There's a female <laughs> character named Mercedes in all three of them. Uh-huh. And that's only in his Spanish films. That's not in any of his other movies. Interesting. Yeah. But I know and, and they're always important. Like in every every commentary track, he mentions specific things about them.
1: Hmm. What happened I to know. Gilmo? <laughs> <Who> <laughs> concerning <heard you? laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's another thing with um David Lynch and Judy. Oh, (laughs) yeah, that's right. (laughs) Where where Judy is the name of all evil, and he used to have a high school girlfriend (laughs) named named Judy. Judy.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs)
1: Uh, Do you think that's him just being petty, or do you think that's him just like...
0: I don't... Well, I don't think he... he, That might just be coincidence. Yeah, I think it's total coincidence. I I doubt, considering the life he's had, Uh that he would wait 60 years <laughs> to make her the source of all evil. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, he could have done that in any movie. <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> well, I mean, but it's also, like, maybe you're right. Because the return, and that's when she... Well, I mean, she's mentioned in um, Fire Firewalk, Firewalk With me, me, but, like, you don't see her, and that could just be a throwaway thing that he, he added on to later. Yeah. But, like... The return is a really a culmination of all of his work. There's references to pretty much everything mm-hmm. in that work. In, in that, like references, the thing he did, things he did 40 years ago, even to the point of uh, this uh, scene of Dougie Jones walking onto an elevator, just Eraser like a racer head, yeah, straight up, yeah, and and so maybe. All of his work has been pointing to, fuck you, Judy. <laughs> yeah. <the laughs> you broke my heart. His whole career is like, you didn't go to
1: prom with <laughs> me. <laughs> you dumped me for Brad. <laughs> maybe
0: maybe she hated really existential like works of art, so that's uh-huh. what like really fueled his fire.
1: I mean, apparently he was super
0: popular in high school, <laughs> which is super funny yeah. considering <laughs> who he is. <laughs> I don't believe that. I think that's rewriting a history. <laughs> you think that's him just like retconning his <laughs> I own was life? very popular in high school, I'll have <laughs> you know. Like I don't <laughs> he probably was. What Me we and my Woody Woodpeckers were great. <laughs> we had our own clip gang. <laughs> Me and my friend Monty. Monty Montgomery. <laughs> <laughs> I love that name. Yeah, it's great. Uh anyway, yeah, so I've seen all of it. I think because Pan, Pan's Labyrinth became one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. Oh, another uh, do the right thing, right? Easily do the right. That Which I also
1: lo- saw for the first time.
0: Oh, that became my top five. Mm-hmm. Like that was up there. I l- instantly too. I love that. Made me think a lot. Very funny, despite its its point. Yeah, totally. You know? And the acting's great. Like mm-hmm. I had never seen Danny Aiello in anything before. Who's that one? He is Sal, the yeah. owner. Yeah, right. he's great. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he is fantastic. And well, and that's what I'm doing now is I'm working through. Since I saw that, I got it on a because I've heard it's like I've heard from a lot of people it's great. Yeah. Same. So I bought it just just to see it, and like, yeah, oh, it's so good. And and now I'm watching mm-hmm. every Spike Lee movie slowly because there's like thirty of them.
1: Yeah, I actually haven't. I've seen a few of them, um, but off the top of my head, I can't like be like oh i've seen like a good amount you know oh
0: yeah, yeah. i think i've seen like five now yeah five yeah so yeah, the other the kid detective was another one that the i kid like the yes. kid detective was like that blew my mind as well yeah i love to talk about that oh we can talk about that for okay, a second cool. yeah
1: uh ah uh, ah uh, <laughs> so um, that
0: whole movie
1: we we recently watched it yeah yep me you and a friend of ours uh-huh and um <coughs> we uh you were like Um, I'm tired. I just got out of work, but I will (laughs) hang out with you guys. If we watch this movie. If we watch this movie. (laughs) And uh, you guys came over, and I spent about 20 minutes trying to figure
0: out how to put it yeah on the tv which was fun and then halfway through you stopped to ask the other person in the room like tons of questions We had like an hour-long
1: conversation <laughs> and i'm like movie please <laughs> um but yeah the movie kid detective well explain what kid detective is because i bet i bet a lot of people no,
0: are lo- of it? well you know what it's actually like because of wor- like word of mouth mm-hmm. it, it's getting out there like now, because I've heard it from a bunch of people. I've read Letter Media was the first. Yep. But a week after that I heard it on the Weekly Planet. And uh like so it's it's spreading out. And no, it's so basically when this guy was a kid in like the eighties or early nineties he was like the town's like treasure, like mm-hmm. I- in a way. Like he would be, hes a literal kid detective. Yeah, it's a cute little thing. He's like the Hardy Boys, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like he solved the mystery of the uh, the missing fundraiser money from uh-huh. the school, or or who stole this from my locker, yeah, and things like that. And and now he's thirty something, and he's still the detective of the small place. And the highest accolades he's ever had is he stole—he he found the uh, the money for right. the for the fundraiser. And that is it. He's not. He's still like finding cats and trees mm-hmm. and things like that. But now, somebody he had helped not long ago shows up again and asks her to solve. asks him to solve her boyfriend's murder. Yes. And and he, who is not experienced in this, says yes.
1: Yeah, it kind of relates back to where he really started to fall off as a child, yeah. because a uh, a girl in his school disappeared. It was his secretary? Who was his secretary? Who um, everyone was like, so uh, you you find any clues? Like, yeah, uh, like yeah, how's yeah. the how's the thing coming? And he's like a literal child, yep. trying to solve a murder or I- not a murder, a kidnapping.
0: There's there's so many parts of that like that I could r- relate to weirdly enough. Like mm-hmm. obviously not in that way. Like nobody ever was like, why haven't you figured out the murder yet, Nick? <laughs> yeah. But like when when he gets a phone call from his classmate and they're like, "Have like when do you think you're gonna find her?" And he's like, I- "I'm not too certain." And she's like, "Well, my, my mom told me not to say this, but we're all really counting on you." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> oh, feels bad. Oh, dude, it really does. Like I felt so bad for him. Mm-hmm. But I I love this movie to death. It is like perfect for me when it, with its humor. Like even the parts where you guys weren't laughing, I was like, <laughs> 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 I loved it. Like it's it's so shamelessly a dark comedy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I I love that very much. Where it's like, this is what we're doing. We're gonna have a guy punch a kid in the face and yell, "Yeah!" <laughs> Which was hilarious. That was very funny. Yes. Yeah, and and uh, let's it ends up for me being a very despite it being a comedy having a very uh, satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. I love that ending. Yeah. I, and I love the speech delivered by the villain at the very end. Yeah. I, I think that is perfect. And it goes a completely different direction than you think it's going to at first.
1: Yeah, that was shocking.
0: Yeah, and I love that. But uh, that, to me, is a high recommend. I That is like... Uh, <sighs> that and, and a movie we're going to talk about sooner, like my five stars for like the year that we've missed out on. Right, right. So yeah what did you think? Um,
1: I wasn't too hot on it yeah. if I'm being honest. Totally I mean honest. you're wrong but yeah <laughs> um, I liked it like a lot of moments had me laughing and um, I did uh, uh, find the story interesting. Mm. I-, I just think the main character for me was a little too frustrating in <laughs> his, in his uh, sedentary ways, if you know what I mean. like he's very much a stunted person. Well, that's what I liked. Yes, I I know that's what he should have been. I know that's that's the thing. It's like you you really were into that and and found like that to be engaging. Yeah, and I was like, this is too frustrating for well, me. See,
0: well, I that is fair, but I I can't imagine this story working with a with a more competent protagonist. No, it, y- exactly. You know, yeah. and that's what it, that's what it needs is somebody and, and also somebody who's surprisingly resourceful and smart. Despite the fact that they are stunted. yes that that that's what i I really liked about the character uh-huh. uh it's and he's not a good person no <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not at all and and there's points where he knows he's not a good person where he repeats uh, somebody repeat at the end of the movie mm-hmm. somebody repeats something that he says at the beginning of the movie and he's like I was just being pretentious yeah yeah like it's Oh, it's good. I, I think like he is well-written as that. Yeah, yeah,
1: and I really like the actor. I think Adam Brody is his name. Yeah, that's Adam Brody, yeah. Um, I really like him as an actor. Uh, one of the funnier moments, I thought, was when um, uh, the person who uh, hired him to do the job brought him to uh, this other place to talk to this kid, and the kid's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, She's like... Uh, oh, he's a really great detective. He's gonna help out, and the, oh, kid, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. kid was just like, "You look like you look stupid. <laughs> he's like he's you're not like, a good detective."
0: He what? He asked him a very specific question, uh-huh. and when and he just ignored the question, and he's like, "This guy doesn't know what he's doing." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then
1: and then uh, the main character just like. Well, your dad is gay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that, too, because the,
1: the kid doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah, so he probably around. knows, which I- relates back to, like, the wife being like, I think my husband is gay. Can you look yeah, like yeah, that?
0: can you look into this? <laughs> yep. Uh, I, I liked how the little pieces of his cases mm-hmm. uh, kind of connected. And, and I love the idea that, like, what helps him solve the case in the end is something you see on his desk in the very beginning of the movie when he was a child. Yeah, definitely. Which I thought that was awesome. Like and that's and it has all the tropes of that kind of like actually taken seriously noir movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh like uh there's somebody already in your office with a case for you and things yeah. like that. Like all of those are still there. And just the idea of him taking like taking somebody who's much younger than him or 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 at least a girl in this case, mm-hmm. like uh in most of those cases on this adventure with him and teaching her little points and things like that. Yeah, and she was more competent of of a detective than he was. <laughs> yes. In a lot of the points of the movie, which yeah. I thought was great as well. But no, that's that's an easy recommend for me. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, yeah. I, I'd say I liked it. I think some things didn't work for me, but some things did. So. Yeah, that's that's completely fair. I mean, yeah. you're wrong, but that's <laughs> I like that you have some decent points. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, I'd I'd give it a go. Anybody mm-hmm, who's listening, mm-hmm. but now. Um, talk. Whoa, oh wait, I, I had one more thing
1: I wanted to mention, but now it's it's losing me. Oh, b- by the way, I was uh, this is another like little tangent <laughs> thing. I was watching um, the Hateful Eight the other day. Okay. And I noticed something. Uh, a lot of the times, um, the number eight comes up a lot. Okay. Which I didn't notice at first. Uh, where Samuel L. Jackson's bounty adds up to eight. He's got a guy for oh, four, does, a guy yeah, for 8, three, and a guy for one. Yep. Um. And another thing was when there's that whole scene they pick up Walton Goggins, yeah, and yeah. they're driving and they're talking about <laughs> Mannix Marauders and how Samuel Jackson burned down the rookie regiment camp and like yeah. all, all that stuff. When Samuel Jackson is like, um, "Yeah, I burned it down and I'll do it again," if you listen closely in the background, there's uh put into, like, fire and screams Oh, in the background of it, which I did not notice, and I've seen that movie, like, four times now. Yeah,
0: I've seen it more than four. Mm -hmm. There's a point, like, last year the year before that, where I'd watch it once a month. Right. Oh. I love Um, that movie.
1: Well, before we get into other stuff, I wanted to talk about uh, how we've been, um, now that I'm back, and for, like, good, basically we've been hanging out more yeah and uh we've been uh hanging out and watching movies on your projector yeah yeah, yeah.
0: i w- i actually started watching heavenly on there that's awesome but i i didn't finish it uh i don't remember why but i will i actually watched kagamusha on there yesterday what's that that's a uh, kurosawa right That's kurosawa yeah uh, basically it's um there's a like medieval japan like m- more than half of his movies mm-hmm and there's a like 50 or so uh, warlord. Mm-hmm. And like all the other people that he's fighting have like a lot of respect for him even, but they are at war with each other. And he always has had a double for him in case of emergencies. And that's his brother. And his brother finds a peasant who was just on death row for stealing coins, who looks identical to the war chief. Or a warlord. Oh. So they use him as a double. Right. But then the warlord dies. Oh, no. So they the council, who knows that this guy was a double, decide, because of the wishes, the final wishes of the warlord, to keep this guy pretending to be the... They do make all the decisions, but he pretends to be the warlord for the next three years or so. Oh, wow. And, yeah, and, it, and he's just stuck in this position... Where he has to listen to them, do what they need, not fuck up, mm-hmm. and he's also being haunted by by the ghost of of, of, of the, of the <laughs> warlord in his dreams. <laughs> so he's having a horrendous time. <laughs> the main character right? is the double. right? It's the double. Yeah, yeah. Okay. he is the Kage Musha. Oh, right. Yeah, which I think translates to Shadow Warrior. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. and he, I w- one of my favorite parts is like eventually they find out. Like, pretty easily do they find out in the end. After, like, two and a half years, mm-hmm. they find out by accident. Oh, that's he f- hilarious. He fi- he falls off a horse, and one of the dude's mistresses was like, he doesn't have a scar on his chest. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, and so wow. when, when his kids, uh, grandkid runs up to him, they're like, this is not your grandfather. And so they have to come clean. And they just they give him no they give him money like as like so you're on your feet but he's spent the last two and a half years in luxury <laughs> and he's very much like no yeah I <laughs> like, want to go back he's very he's like, in all peasant clothes again he's like but but and then he keeps like kind of wandering back in and they have to like no get <laughs> out of here <laughs> like, that's awesome yeah it's 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 it gets really sad mm-hmm. and I'll say like at first I. Usually it would be the opposite for me is like I usually love all the action scenes in in Kurosawa stuff and he usually does like people drama well but the the action sequences in this which were all like war like they were all grand scale mm-hmm. bored me to no end really but the character drama which was the most of the movie was the best part but I almost fell asleep during one of the war scenes um and I'll tell you what, it's a little shocking he didn't start filming in color earlier. Was that in color? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, because that was 1980. Yeah. And uh, and there are lots of movies where he probably, maybe it was a budget thing, mm-hmm. but like th- that he probably could have used color. Like it was around and used often at that point in his career. He just probably just didn't. Mm-hmm. And he utilizes sunlight so well, like natural sunlight. There is some amazing shots mm-hmm. of, like, just soldiers marching that I found more interesting and compelling than the actual war scenes. Right. It's just, like, this beautiful shot of these four soldiers, uh, I don't, th- uh, like, just kind of sitting around, and they're somewhat silhouetted, but you can still see them. And then above them is a hill with all these soldiers marching, and just the sun is silhouetting them all because it's perfectly angled, mm-hmm. and it is one of the most beautiful shots I've ever seen. It is great in this fucking old 1980s s uh, Japanese war film, <laughs> war epic. <laughs> w- would you say that Kurosawa is your favorite director? I don't know. Mm. Uh, he's up there, yeah. but but he's also like it's it's hard to say that because it's all things that I've d- I've seen before. He's done them the first time, but mm. I've seen them since. Yeah, and he, like I've never seen one of his movies and thought. Well, actually, you know what? Th- I was going to say I've never seen one of his movies and and been like, oh, I've never seen that before. But I can name one where that's not the case. Mm. And that would be Throne of Blood, which is like samurai Japanese Macbeth. Oh, that's awesome. And That's, and that's so cool. It's re- <laughs> It's great. It's on um, HBO Max. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, and it, it, is, it is really interesting. It's not too long. Mm-hmm. Somewhere between an hour and a half, an hour 50. And at the end when like everyone is against him and he's this lone man in this castle that's being sieged, volleys of hundreds of arrows come at this man uh-huh. and i was just like jesus christ <laughs> and he's getting he's getting hit everywhere uh-huh. chest stomach everywhere his armor is keeping him alive but he's feeling it and then when he's finally about to go one goes right through his neck oh and it is it looks great it that's looks real awesome. yeah that's a, that that is a kurosawa movie to watch uh, what is that Throne of Blood? That's Throne of Blood. Shit, I'm probably gonna
1: have to watch. it. Yeah. That. Um, but would you say he's on like your Mount Rushmore of directors?
0: Oh, like top four? Like, yeah, like yeah. The, the I, I, you know in that idea, like the most
1: influential. Yeah, like not as in like these are the four best, just yeah. like the four for me. You know okay. what I mean?
0: Yeah. No. Yeah, he'd be up there for me. Yeah. Yeah. I. I. It would be tough to pick a fourth one because I think. Well l- Let's hear what you got. It would probably be Kurosawa, uh-huh. uh, Tarantino, and Lynch. Nice for three, but I don't know who the fourth. I'd have to think a lot about the fourth one. You don't got your fourth? That'd be that'd be tough. Maybe, maybe Ryan Johnson. Ah, Where nice. Ryan Johnson nice. might be up there because I I've fallen in love with all of his movies. Uh uh-huh. um, What about you? Uh,
1: I got. I'm surprised you didn't say the Coens. Cohen's
0: have always—I love the Cohen brothers—but that has always been your thing.
1: Yeah, I I suppose so. I would say the Cohens, Lynch, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Mm. And if I'm going for someone who's working now and who everything they put out has like excited me and been great, uh, Yorgos Lanthimos.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Those are my four. There you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. See, there's, there's so many. Potential choices for that. Yeah, it's I really know. hard. I
1: and I'd like. That's to like for right now. You know what I mean? Like yeah, exactly. It's, it's oh, they change changing. all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So yeah, I'd say probably Ryan Johnson is the, would be the fourth for the right wild now. card. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ryan Johnson's a great pick. Yeah, he's a, and well, is he's a controversial pick? Yes. He uh, he shouldn't be. I know. Because even if you hate that movie, he's got four solid movies anyway. <laughs> I know it's four great movies. It's like everybody saw a movie they didn't like and forgotten that he had made Looper. Yep. <laughs> and then they didn't see Brick. Well, no one saw Brick.
1: Yeah. Brick was. You, you know what's funny? Uh, in a lot of uh, reviews I was reading about Kid Detective, they were comparing it to Brick. Really? And how it wasn't living up to. I don't. Th- to I don't. What Brick has like basically made the neo noir high school. That's kind. Like of, I think that's kind of bullshit. I mean, I agree with them, but <laughs> I don't agree
0: with them at all. That's not. Brick isn't a dark comedy. Well, uh, there's some comedic moments. There, yeah, but it's not trying to be a dark comedy. It's trying to be a new noir. A, no, a noir movie. I
1: know what you mean. I, it's. I think what they're saying is it's purely based on what indie neo noir can be, mm. and um, they were just like comparing. It. I'm not. I'm not saying that like oh brick brick uh, kid detective is what uh, it. Brick is well. yeah Either way,
0: it's like Kid Detective is its own movie. I it doesn't yeah. need
1: to be Brick.
0: Well, I had a, a long argument with a friend of mine mm-hmm. yesterday uh, because
1: you argued with someone. I, no yeah. way!
0: <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> you want to you want to fight about it? <laughs> um, basically, I don't remember how we got onto this, but his question for me, since we had already been arguing about it, was like, well. Uh, Spaceballs is it, it's not it's 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 still despite it being a comedy it's still science fiction and I was like I disagree um, because I it's a parody it's
1: still, it still is science fiction though well it is it's hard for me like, to like would you that not be- say that Young Frankenstein is gothic
0: that well that that they went all out that's black and white and yeah. and, and everything like that but it and uh, that's tough as well because. Spaceballs is a straight
1: up parody. Uh, I know what you're saying. It's like, does parody make it separate it from the genre that it's in? Yeah,
0: and and there are probably a million like arguments that could put me down, mm-hmm. but in my head, a parody pretty much encompasses every every genre already. Yeah, and its sole purpose is to make fun.
1: I guess there's w- not really. Is there a comedy parody? I guess it would be like the stylings of like. Andy Kaufman style comedy like anti-comedy. Oh, like oh and
0: yeah, that would be the closest thing. Yeah. I, I think that's really kind of black comedies. Yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. where they they are pushing the button as much as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh but like that that's just how it has always factored into my head that like a parody encompasses every genre already. Its yeah. sole purpose is to make me laugh in mm-hmm. in most cases. Mm-hmm. And it's like uh I had a I had a song example because that was their next question for me. It's like, oh, okay. well, do you do you consider a parody of a song this, mm-hmm. or, like, uh, because I and I still I consider it the exact same way, because a hip hop song could be a hip hop song, mm-hmm. but then when you change all the lyrics, mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it was before. Now it is a comedy song, if it's yeah. you know the to me anyway. Mm-hmm. Like I guess technically it would still be a hip hop song, mm-hmm. but I don't know.
1: Yeah, I I, I think. What you're saying is completely apt, and I think you arguing that is complete. It's it's a thing where it's like you're both right.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- like I said, like you could, if you take definitions, mm-hmm. you could probably destroy me. Sure. In in this whole thing, like that is just how I've always looked at it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's me argue. That's my <laughs> argument bit for the week. <laughs> <laughs> Every week I'll come back with somebody else I've argued That's with. so funny. Oh, but I wanted to talk
1: about some more of the movies we saw yeah, uh, yeah. on the projector. Yeah.
0: Um, we saw Night of the Living Dead. That was great. Which was great. That was a lot of fun, yeah. Dated, but like... A yeah, movie but, to
1: but still it was like and unfortunately I knew the twist ending which yeah. would have been great if I didn't but, but
0: like it, it's dated but ironically not as dated as zombie movies that would come out after it Sure, like, like I, Dawn of the Dead feels more dated than Night of the Living Dead which I still haven't seen I've seen the remake yeah you should still see the original yeah it's great definitely. but it's, it's like the the first one Night of the Living Dead doesn't feel dated because cell phones wouldn't matter in that situation. In that situation.
1: Yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah, you could honestly just have like a story beat be like they knocked down the cell phone.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a, You don't even have to say anything. Like, sure. It's one of those things where if you don't mention it, people usually won't think about it. I I feel like
1: I'm the type that because during fair.
0: Kid Detective
1: there were multiple moments where I was like, why isn't he using his cell phone for what? Well, the ending.
0: Oh yeah, but that's sh- that's that's shock. Yeah. And the first thing he does afterwards is use his cell phone. Not re- he wanders around. He he confirms his suspicions. <laughs> sure. That is what he does. <laughs> and if you wouldn't be shocked for a couple minutes after that, you're a liar. No, I'm I'm different, <laughs> man. I would be like, <laughs>
1: "Oh, I've seen this before." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. Uh but um no, I, I feel like just a moment of being like, oh, the cell phone towers are done. I oh, that's see that's something easy. like that
0: would take me out of it. You think so? Because I I don't, I don't give a fuck. It's like, I guess there's just two different types <laughs> of people. <laughs> like it's just I don't. I'm here. I'm sitting down to watch this movie, mm-hmm. not to pick it
1: apart. Well, the thing is, in in like modern day. Uh, Modern-day movies, so stuff set in present day, and I think this goes back to, like, cinema sins and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like, s- people critiquing every bit of it. It's so much easier to just be like, this movie is set in the 80s, instead of just being, like, yeah. having well, to come up with bullshit excuses for why people don't use their cell phones and shit.
0: I loved uh, Red Letter Media's review of The Quiet Place. When they took oh, really? when They took, like, a three-minute <laughs> snippet to make fun of cinema sins. Oh yeah, it yeah, was fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they, they they did their own version of Cinema Sins with mm-hmm.
1: with The Quiet Place. Yeah, I mean the Cinema Sin, Cinema Sins guy is such a dork. Like, and apparently he says like, "Oh, it's parody," but like, uh, it's not a parody. You, it's it's
0: fun. Police, exactly. Uh, but uh, but like, if you like to do that, mm-hmm. that's fine for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can show that up, but it's just one of those things. You can't say this is this is wrong. Uh-huh. This is wrong. You could do that with everything yeah literally everything there is no perfect movie it's not a sin and by whose bible uh-huh Well, exactly. yours yeah yeah who that, are you <laughs> <laughs> exactly there is no movie god yeah oh, maybe there is maybe there is <laughs> how would you feel if there's a movie god uh, and there's the like... end of your life okay <laughs> you learn that's the only god there is that he's just like this <laughs> is just and watch a movies. movie god <laughs> yeah <laughs> I would oh. want to know his top four directors. <laughs> Who's your Mount Rushmore of directors? God. <laughs> He's a God. Me. Me. <laughs> yeah, because he would be all four. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and me. <laughs> no, the last one would
1: be like, oh, it would be something funny. <laughs> the Farley Brothers. <laughs> yeah, the, the Farley Brothers. The Farley yeah, yeah. Brothers.
0: Yeah. Oh. God, <laughs> what were we talking about before we got into this? Uh, projectors and not oh, living the dead. S- oh, *Night of yeah. the Living Dead*. Yeah, no, *Night of the Living Dead* is one of the most solid short horror movies still to this day. Yeah, like definitely. I think, and there, are, there is, *Cinema Sins* would have a fucking field day with that. Yeah. Why is this woman not doing anything throughout the entire movie? Yeah. You know? Stupid. Exactly. Things like that. Like, why is she just sitting there? I mean, some of the acting does feel a little dated,
1: but that's that's about it.
0: it. Yeah. Well, and it's also dated because none of those people were professional actors. Yeah. Yeah. Although, fun fact, uh, the name of the actor, I think it was Dwayne Jones, mm. who plays Ben. Oh, yeah. The main character. The main character. Yeah. They named a Walking Dead character after him. Just oh, that's awesome! Just Dwayne Jones. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Uh, good little tie-in. Yeah, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a million little things. Like he talk he. One thing I like about that movie is they tell his origin in it of him just talking. Mm-hmm. They don't have to show it because he does it good enough. Mm-hmm. Where he talks about how he had to take a truck, and in front of him is just 16 zombies following a truck, like yeah. chasing it down. Like that's great. Although apparently they have turned that into a comic book. Oh, it's cool. His little thing, yeah. Uh,
1: I, I think it's really interesting how the zombie has evolved, because in that movie, it's
0: it's very different than what yeah. we see uh, nowadays. It's incredibly different. And, like, I, I figured going into it that it would be a virus. Mm-hmm. Be like Because that's how all of them are now, so I thought for a zombie movie, yeah, it's probably going to be the same thing. But it has one of the most interesting starts to a zombie thing ever, mm-hmm. and th- it's never used again. Yeah. Which is shocking, because this is in public domain. That's crazy. Me and you could make A Night of the Living Dead too. We should. We can. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing stopping us. Oh, man. Um. Uh. We could also legally make a parody of James Bond. That'd be great. We should. We should call uh, make it that one movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> Night <Nine laughs> of the Living James Bond Part Two. <laughs> Bames John is <just> sent him
2: <laughs> to take away, to kill
1: all the zombies.
0: <laughs> James Wick. Yeah, James
1: Wick. <laughs> um, we also watched. Uh, well, we could talk about Trespass really
0: quick. Yeah, just for fun. Just yeah. for fun. Uh, 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 Trespass, Trespass is a wonderful little movie. Yeah, it, was, it, it was, really it is. Fun. It's a fun little movie. It's a fun movie to show your friends if you got nothing to do. Yeah. And
1: uh, partway through it, I was telling you like this re- really reminds me of Green Room.
0: Yeah, it does. It has that feeling. Mm-hmm. It very much does. Of like, you really didn't do anything wrong, but mm-hmm. you now you're too far in. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's a great point. Yeah, I actually think, and I know you're going to be the opposite. I think I like trespass more than I like Green Room. <laughs> <laughs> I really Not do. The opposite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I. I like exactly. get thought. But like, <laughs> I, I th- there's just, I think that story, I. Maybe it's the fact that it's a little bit longer, yeah. And we we get more time to know these characters, even though we don't really get to know them. We we get to know how they react in these situations, which is still interesting, mm-hmm. I think. Like, mm-hmm. because I mean, who knows how me and you would react if we decided to hunt for gold and we got stopped by a bunch of gangsters who were like, "Why are you here?" Real, yeah, you know. And I I probably wouldn't react like William Sadler. No, <laughs> where I'd be like, we're in it now. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like straight movie character. He is, but like, it, it, and that that could have worked probably better if if. That had been set up, uh-huh. like like he flies off the handle when things don't go well. <laughs> he goes so I far <laughs> sometimes. I love that, and I remembered the ending of that movie being a little bit different. Yeah, because of that. Yeah, That's so I funny. didn't. I didn't remember him being so loose, <laughs> like so like <laughs> such a loose cannon. Uh huh. <laughs> but I I kind of like that. The idea, there was completely duality there. Yeah. Of his fr- Bill uh, Paxton. Yeah, it was Bill Paxton. It was not yeah. Bill. I was like Bill Pater. <laughs> for a second uh but uh he he's just playing Bill Paxton and yeah. it, that works perfectly for that character totally uh, you know what i learned hmm. this is actually uh, this is actually kind of relevant hmm. do you do you've, you have seen aliens right uh yes i have okay Hicks, the michael Bain character is uh, one of the main characters um uh-huh. he was originally played by uh, James Reamer, who was Ajax in the Warriors, because okay. because Walter Hill produced uh, Aliens and he cast James Reamer. Oh, cool! And so James Re- uh, Reamer was going to be in this, and it would have probably shot him up a lot farther. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had some uh, issues. Oh, really? Uh, so he had some drug issues at the time, mm. and the they had a coach who was, I believe, ex-military. Who was teaching them how to use these guns, even though they were gonna have blanks in them and all the safety precautions, because blanks can still kill people. Yep. And so one day they're all ma- they're all doing their thing, and a gun goes off, and suddenly there's a hole in the set of the neck of the set next to them, which was a Frank Oz movie. Oh, really? I believe it was. I don't know if he directed it, but he had to do it. Was ro- uh, no, not Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um. Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, wow. Was filming right next door. That's crazy. And he blows a shotgun hole in there. Oh, my God. And suddenly the military guy is, where did you get live ammunition? Yep. He got live ammunition? He had live ammunition and blew a hole into the next set. Did he mean to? I don't know. Jesus Christ. He was fired immediately after that. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so it it doesn't really matter if he meant to. Yeah, at that point. That's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. It sucks because, like. He seemed to get his life together, mm-hmm. uh, and he's a great actor. He shows up in all sorts. of... He's a uh, main characters' dad and Wilfred. Oh, really? Yeah, he, he <laughs> plays Elijah Wood's dad. That's hilarious, and it's great. He's fantastic in it. Yeah,
1: I, I used to love that show. I don't. I never think I finished it though. Uh, I have I have troubles
0: with the ending. Mm. I. I love that show to death mm-hmm. and I watched every episode like in the last 2 seasons as it came out because I was so wrapped in the story yeah. that it was trying to tell me. And the ending was I thought a little kind of a <sighs> too well, much Don't tell me. Cause, I won't uh, tell you, but it feels like it feels like giving up and not not in a giving up because like there are other things you can do, but like I am not okay. But who cares? Uh-huh. like it, it has nothing to it, it could have been a great way to be like a positive improving yourself ending yeah and they go a completely different direction that I thought they thought I, I think they thought was going to be very heartfelt uh, but really it felt very laze and and like the character didn't give a fuck.
1: Um, it's kind of disappointing.
0: It is, but you know, I'll tell you one thing. The entire nine episodes leading up to that in that season are phenomenal. That's awesome. And even most of that episode where there's a, r- uh, a character reveal played by the um, Jigsaw. Tobin Bell. Tobin Bell. That's awesome. He, he's in the very last episode and he has one of the g- best like moments in the entire thing mm-hmm. where it actually wraps up why he sees a dog as a human in a dog suit very well that That's part awesome. of it has done great mm-hmm. uh, and, and there's so much lead up to like was it a cult was yeah. it this was it that they find a statue of a of a, some, of a dog that looks just like him at one <laughs> point like a man in a dog suit looks just like him and they're like what does this mean uh-huh. like the lead up to the mystery and it has a satisfying conclusion but what they do with the character after that is disappointing uh, so I I'd so, I'd, I would still say watch it mm-hmm. I, 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 I think for the comedy of it and the story that they tell up until that point very worth it
1: yeah, I always liked uh, watching Elijah Wood smoke weed out of a Gatorade bottle. Yeah, that was pretty great.
0: Also, I think, I, I wonder if they couldn't get certain actors back uh, for the last season, mm-hmm. or they decided to like play up the idea that he might be crazy more in the last season because like three or four actors are changed in the oh. f- in the like they are in the first three seasons yeah. and then they're changing the fourth. Like, uh, like Wilfred's buddy, like the only other human who could see Wilfred, uh-huh. and they never explain that. Really, they they give you they give you an idea of it. Okay, I- in the in in the last episode of why that would be, mm-hmm. but um, they, it was originally done by uh, what's his name? Wha- is it? Wyatt Yoke or or Yoke? It's something. Is a famous country singer. Oh, I know. The yeah, p- I know his face. Yeah, and and he is perfect uh-huh. in that role. And then in the fourth season, he's wearing a mask of that person, and he pulls it off, and he's one of the Baldwin's. Oh, yeah. Huh. And and they don't explain why he changed the way he looks. Just that he was trying to make himself look like he did before, and then he pulls off the mask, and he's one of the Baldwin's. Weird. Yeah. And so I'm curious if they were trying to play up the idea that he was very, very mentally ill. Uh huh. But overall, I I I love that show to death. (laughs) I was able to push aside the fact of all the new castings Mm -hmm. and like because they had some solid people. Dwight Mm -hmm. Yoakam, Dwight Yoakam, that's his name. So yeah, Dwight Yoakam in the first three seasons and oh, what's her name? Who was the mother and stepbrothers? Oh, it's not Katherine Keener. No, Um, and she's married to Ted Danson. Oh, Mary Steenburgen never would have gotten that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh I've seen her in tons of shit. Yeah. No, cuz she was in The Last Man on Earth. Oh, okay. Yeah, which, yeah, which is I another
1: don't... show that you love.
0: I I never watched the 5th season mm. cuz I knew it ended on a cliffhanger and then it got canceled. That sucks. And so I was <laughs> yeah, it was a great show that got great reviews and no one watched it. Yeah. No one watched it besides me, <laughs> Mr. Sunday Movies and the critics. That <laughs> yeah. was it. We were the three. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't a part of that. Group. <laughs> no, you should have been. Maybe it would have lasted longer. Yeah, that I was d- me. <laughs> Only me. <laughs> if I watched it. <laughs> I mean, if if three of us was enough to keep it on yeah. for five <laughs> seasons, maybe four of us. Four of us. Uh. <laughs> I, I was holding up three fingers. <laughs> maybe four of us would have done the ticket for uh-huh. like an actual conclusion. Yeah. W- which we didn't get. Although it would have been depressing.
1: I mean, has um. Oh, what's what's the actor's name? Will Forte? Forte. Uh,
0: has he like said anything like, "Oh, this he, is what the ending would have been"? Uh, he has. He has not. Uh, you know what? We're about to contr- like turn into a third show that I like and you didn't, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm about to mention a time where that has happened. Okay, and is like, and it would have been beautiful. Mm-hmm. But no, he has. A, he talked about how the uh, how the ending of the fifth season would have would have uh, impacted the the rest of them. So basically, like there's a whole each time a season starts there is a uh, a famous cameo and they die instantly that's hilarious that's a joke in, yeah. a, in from season f- uh 2 to 5 that's a good bit yeah uh, uh the first one was Will Ferrell where he he's part of the group they're having a great time and then Kristen Schaal kills him thinking he's an enemy of theirs that's hilarious and then the next one is uh I I think a similar thing happens. Oh wait, no, the next one is John Hamm. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> who is in like he's in like a uh, like a radiation suit? Uh huh. And they were like, and he's shot by January Jones. Nice. And he's just l- like a shotgun. Wait, shot by January Jones? Yeah,
1: she's in every episode, unless I'm thinking of the wrong actress. Um, well, that's funny because you know in Mad Men, yeah, their th- wife and husband, yeah, okay, which is funny because I'm watching Mad Men right that's now. That's
0: funny. Maybe I'm thinking of a different actress, but I'm pretty certain it's January Jones. Right. Uh, but like, yeah, she shoots him in the stomach. And like he like he pull, he falls over and he pulls his mask off. He's like, We were just trying to help you <laughs> <laughs> And in the next season it's Jack Black. Oh nice. Yeah. And so there there's that throughout the whole whole thing. And basically at the end of the fifth season, they find an entire like like fallout vault worth of people in hazmat suits. Oh wow. And so the idea was that uh, they would have stayed with them. But eventually those people would get comfortable yeah. and take off their masks and they would get the disease because all those people are – the main group is immune. Oh, okay. So they're carrying it. Right. So they would have wiped out all of these people. Mm. And that, and that would have set like a depressing start for the sixth season and he said that that would have been the last season. Right. But he didn't say where it went. Uh. But like one show that they did do that with was My Name is Earl. Oh, with, okay. Which they're <laughs> still fighting for to, to try to get a TV movie to finish wow. off My Name is Earl, which lasted 4 seasons, mm-hmm. and I still adore. I watched a bit of My Name is Earl. I loved My Name is Earl. And they they ended that on a cliffhanger too. Mm-hmm. And that and they canceled it in the off season. So it wasn't like, yeah, we know it's a cliffhanger, but this is the last one. Oh, they that can't sucks. like it, there was a there was an uh, like uh, it ended and then there was an off season and uh-huh. right before the next season like series of shows started it's like nope not happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically you know the the whole premise of yeah, yeah of him he wrong, he's got like his a life. bucket list of like good things to do right? Yeah yeah, uh, yeah. of people that he's wronged right. that he's trying to correct. And there are adorable episodes throughout it where he, he adds things that he will never cross off. Mm-hmm. We like One where he's like, neglected my brother. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I will never turn that off. And he even got to a halfway point in the show. Like mm-hmm. There was a celebration for him with all of his friends because he crossed off half of his list. That's awesome. So they were trying to get at least six seasons because that was where the halfway
1: point was. You know what's funny? I recently saw a tweet that was uh, like, you know how you can quote a tweet? Yeah. Uh, someone did that to a tweet that said... Um, uh, I didn't know that the my name is Earl guy takes photos and someone quote tweeted that said, it's so depressing that you just referred to this man as the my, my name, name is, is Earl, Earl guy. guy. Well, <laughs> that's where
0: I initially knew him from as Jason Lee. Right. Like I didn't, I, I had seen him in More rats. I'm sure mm-hmm. what I had seen him in growing up a lot was I loved the Stephen King movie Dreamcatcher. Oh, and he played my favorite character. And I didn't realize that until I had seen My Name is Earl later in life and rewatched Dreamcatcher. That's so funny. Yeah. Have you seen Dreamcatcher? I don't think. I think I might have it because I have that Stephen King movie collection. Yeah. So I'd, I'd love to have hear have your it. thought. I haven't seen it in years. But mm. like that would be an interesting one. That has like Morgan Freeman. What's like the quick
1: synopsis of that movie?
0: So when they're, when these four people are kids, mm-hmm. um, they come, they stop a mentally handicapped kid from being bullied. Okay. Uh, I think his name was Dylan, but when they asked his name, he couldn't say it, so he called himself Duddits. So they all called him Duddits. And that was a, a huge... They became g- really good friends with him. And... Uh, and l- discovered that he had powers. Oh, okay. And... Uh, he... Being with him rubbed off on them. Mm-hmm. So they all have little abilities. Like, well, like uh, in the beginning of the movie when they're all adults before it's revealed that they have powers, uh, this woman uh, in a convenience store is just like, where are my keys? Where are my keys? He's like, you dropped them in the puddle outside your car. Mm. Like, so he without, just, even, like, yeah, without even that, seeing Yeah, without even seeing that, he knew it happened. And she went and she checked, and there they were. And so, uh, not to reveal too much about Duddits and all that, but there is a uh, unnatural thing on Earth that... Duddits has to stop when he's an adult. Mm-hmm. And all four of them kind of end up back in each other's lives to fi- to get Duddits mm-hmm. and bring him to a specific place so this could all be ended. Man, I really want to read some more Stephen King. I, I, I wouldn't that read that one mm-hmm. because Stephen King himself was like, I was on a ton of painkillers and this <laughs> is my worst <laughs> novel.
1: That's so funny that there's like books out that's like from Stephen King that's like oh that was his Coke phase yeah <laughs> that was my painkiller no, phase. no all of them were his co- all of his <laughs>
0: first thirty years of work were his Coke phase <laughs> and then then it's his painkiller phase and now it's his sober phase that's like the awesome. last fifteen years of work yeah mm-hmm. well I mean and he, he should go back to the Coke
1: phase could you imagine if he went back to the Coke phase <laughs> he would die <laughs> well sure he's a seventy two year old maybe we would get some really good books out of him if you told me.
0: Bring this package to Stephen King, uh-huh. and he will make you a new Dark Tower novel. And it was just a brick of cocaine. I would have. I would have to consider. <laughs> I wouldn't do it. But the thought in my head is just. <sighs> but what? What if you didn't do it? What if you got someone else? To <laughs> I, give it to I could not, in all good conscience, and uh, set the scenario up. <laughs> Even if they dangled a new Dark Tower novel in front of my <laughs> face, no, I don't think I'd have the heart to be like, yeah, all right. I couldn't. I couldn't do it, even for the Dark Tower.
1: Okay, how about this? What
0: if... Stop trying to get me no, to no, do no, this. No, no, no. This <laughs> is, I want to see how far you would
1: go. <laughs> what The hypothetical, uh, some, And uh, a figure comes to you in a dream. They tell you Stephen King will be alive. Is for it? Is it like a Dark Tower character? No, I don't know. <laughs> is it Roland? <laughs> he, they tell you Stephen King will be alive for five more years. Yeah. He will produce one book, and it will not be a Dark Tower book. But... If you go give him a bunch of cocaine, he will write five books (laughs) and die in two years, (laughs) and one of them will be a Dark dark, Tower book. Would you do it? I
0: wouldn't believe him. (laughs) And here's why. There is no chance in hell, dying or not, that Stephen King would only release one book in five years. Yeah. He releases one to two a year. Like he, he works on all of his projects every day. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. If he was like, he'll come out with 20 novels. Okay. Not a single one you will want to read. <laughs> yeah, they're all terrible. <laughs> they're all terrible novels. They're all sequels to your least favorite Stephen <laughs> King book. <laughs> it's just like, oh, no. Sleeping Beauties, part 21? <laughs> I still wouldn't do it. Well, okay, let me move the goalposts for <laughs> you. No, I'm done. <laughs> I... Well, actually, you know what? I would love a, a Stephen King. like I would love another Dark Tower book. He's already said what it would be. Yeah. And why he might not do it, which I was like, bullshit, just do it. Stephen. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he, he w- it would have been uh, the Battle of uh, Jericho Hill, which is like when his band of gunslingers, when every gunslinger dies. So when okay. he becomes the last one. Uh-huh. And I have wanted for years for him to just release an 800-page novel that is just the Battle of Jericho Hill. At Jesus Christ. And how Roland gets all of his friends killed and how he loses the objects that he needs to actually complete his journey. Because mm-hmm. that actually factors in the last novel. Like, th- th- there is a, a plot point that they just drop into the last novel that Roland's was just thinking about and he doesn't know why he's thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck, why do I... I don't understand. <laughs> and then it makes sense in the last, last like, ten pages. Uh-huh. But no, I, I would like... I, that mm-hmm. I would love. Very, right. very much, but right. no, no amount of like, of uh, well, well, you'll you'll get this mm-hmm. if, if Stephen King dies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> would we'll make me would we'll make <laughs> me want that to happen. But back uh, to trespass. Yeah, <laughs> I, well, actually, back <laughs> to My Name Is Earl. <laughs> All right, yeah, we'll walk it back. <laughs> we'll go slowly back. <laughs> the ending that they had planned for My Name Is Earl, uh-huh. which I think is beautiful, is he would be in the middle of doing something for his list that he just can't figure out mm-hmm. he just can't do it and he's getting frustrated and he's getting angry when at the end somebody would go up to him and be like hey you probably don't rem- remember me but you're on my list of things to fix and so he caused a, a movement oh. across the country of people doing better things nice and trying to fix the things that he had done and so he stops doing his list realizing that he has done the most good in the world he probably can yeah which is, I think, beautiful. I think mean, that would have been a great ending to that show. Him yeah. realizing that I have already done a lot of good.
1: Yeah, you could probably easily make that a TV movie. Yeah,
0: easily. Like, e- make him older, mm-hmm. a little wiser. The st- because it only took him three years to cross half the stuff on his list. The like, say he's got six or seven left, and they're all the hardest ones. Yeah. Like, because how do you exactly reimburse somebody for pissing in the back seat of their trunk, or no, pissing in their trunk? It was a cop, specifically, too. Right. You'd I, you, I don't think you ever see him actually, like, fix that, mm-hmm. but you see it on his list yeah. as it goes, like, urinated in the back. Probably, like, a couple grand. Yeah, but he doesn't have that... Well, I guess he does have that money, because mm. he won the lottery. Oh, did... That's the first episode. <laughs> right, yeah. The first episode is he wins the lottery, and then immediately loses it all because he gets hit by a car. Mm. And so... He's in the hospital, and he sees, what is it, Carson Daly? Yeah. I who is so. talking about karma. And he's like, that's a thing? Mm-hmm. And so he's just in there with, like, one broken hand trying to write down on this yellow pad all these things that he did wrong. Yeah. And and then when he start, even though he's stuck in a motel, because his wife divorces him under false pretenses <laughs> while he's drugged up mm-hmm. in the hospital, he uh, when the first good thing he does... After that, when he decides to fix his life, the ticket shows up in the motel parking lot. Oh! And th- so he has money to fund himself while he lives in a motel and does nothing and right. just tries to fix his life when he could buy a house and all that. <laughs> but he, he <laughs> yeah. stays in a motel so he can, has the funding uh-huh. for this, which I I I like. It's a very blue collar like yeah, show, yeah. but it's great. So I that, love that show. That show always
1: that. was like good vibes.
0: Yeah. It, its point is great, mm-hmm. even though Jason Lee is a Scientologist. He actually is not. No, not anymore. No,
1: he uh, reformed a while ago. Uh, like he left the church, like maybe like they, a few they years ago.
0: They actually, because he was supposed to be in Dogma, mm-hmm. he was supposed to be the opposite of Ben Affleck. He was supposed to be Loki instead yeah. of Matt Damon. Uh, but like uh, things happened, and like he couldn't. But because he was going to be, he ha- he asked Kevin to uh, cut out a uh, Scientology joke. Um. Yeah. Well, Kevin was it was a thing of like I don't think it's not funny mm-hmm. but all we do in movies is get made fun of. Yeah. Like that's, that's it. and That's fair. I get that. Being a little frustrated by that idea. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Yeah, but apparently he's not a Scientologist. That's great. Anymore, I, mean, is, I shouldn't say yeah. that about a religion? I mean, but, but like, is it it's, it's it, not really... It, it was a religion created like 30 years ago by somebody who was a fraud and everything else they yeah. had done. It's
1: basically a cult. Yeah. At, at it point. is a cult. Yeah. They...
0: Yeah, wha- that that lady uh, actress... of, of the King of Queens. King of Queens. Um, I, uh, wife. Yeah, Leah. Yeah. I, or something yeah, I don't there. know. Because uh, well, I saw her initially from Friends and Small Things. And oh, okay. Yeah. Um, she... Since... Ha- was like born into it basically yeah. has been very vocal ab- about what they do, yeah. And, and and leaving it is like super fucking
1: hard to do, yeah. And especially if you're born into it, yeah.
0: And so she talked about how Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise specifically, but how people who are Scientologists react when one of his movies flop, uh-huh. they think it's dark forces working against them, and it. They they think he is the one. Babe, yeah, like the yeah. hero and that that gets me. But back to trespass. Back to trespass. <laughs> trespass was great. Yes. That's that's uh, that's a
1: uh Eastern it's Promises yeah. and then we'll get to our Yeah. Whatever we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know. Uh Probably promises, Justice League for yeah, a little bit but we're gonna talk about Justice League. Uh
0: Eastern Promises rocks. That was a great movie. That movie rocks. That movie was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. For a movie I had never heard of before. Yeah. Um Ah, oh, I had so much fun with that movie. Well, fun is a hard word yeah. to use, uh, but I, I had a blast.
1: Yeah, because the oldie, uh Cronenberg I've seen is uh, History of Violence.
0: And oh, yeah those, yeah. those
1: are those are sister films in my mind, History I have of Violence and Eastern Promises. I own The Fly now. Oh, nice. So we should watch I should. Yeah, we definitely we should watch it. We should that. absolutely watch that. Like Jeff Goldblum, Get, The
0: Fly? Uh, uh, all of them. Okay, cool. From uh, like the first three... Mm-hmm. Like uh, s- 50s to 60s, and then the the f- the Jeff Goldblum one, mm-hmm. and then the sequel to that. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a projector movie. That yeah, absolutely is a projector mm-hmm. movie. Like, I don't remember tons of it. Mm-hmm. I remember I remember uh, as the process goes, Jeff Goldblum because his his character's name was something uh, Brundle, mm-hmm. like his last name is Brundle. He, at some point in the movie, he refers to himself as the Brundle fly. That's awesome, <laughs> which I thought was very funny for some reason. Yeah, but yeah, there are specific images in that movie that I remember that you will probably love. Mm-hmm. So that'll be that could be a fun one. Yeah, but the original original of The Fly we
1: should also watch. Is that how how long ago was that made? That was like a really long time. That's
0: fifties, right? if not or like nineteen sixty. Right. Okay. Um, so and black and white. Yeah. Yeah. I w- was awake at one a.m. when I was a small boy. Oh boy! To witness the very end of the fly, <laughs> the or, yeah, the original the fly, uh-huh. and that is still to this day gives me chills. Even though the beginning, it's not the the beginning of it where it's the reveal where the woman comes down the stairs and it's just her husband with this massive paper mache fly head. Yeah, and that that in itself is kind of scary. Mm-hmm. In a like because it looks it looked fairly real at least for me at the age of five where yeah. it's like whoa, but after that. After they get rid of that problem, two detectives are walking out th- out of the house and walking down by, a- and there's a spider's web. Uh-huh. And they hear, help me, oh. help me. <laughs> and there is a tiny fly with a human's face uh-huh. as a spider is crawling uh-huh. towards it. Yeah. to the And they watch. Uh-huh. And they're, like, horrified as this happens. Like, that is one of the most horrific things I saw. Yeah, that's that awful. That still sticks with me. Holy yeah. shit the uh, the uh, brundle fly goes a different direction, mm-hmm. but it's still horrifying. That's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, Eastern Promises it has one of the most brutal naked fight scenes I've ever seen. Oh yeah, probably the only naked fight and scene I've full, ever seen. And full like everything. Oh, is full. Out there. Yeah, it is. It is good for Vigo. Explicit. Yeah. If anyone was gonna do it, it was gonna be Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. He seems like like the guy who's like, no, I'm into it. Yeah, he's so awesome. He's he's an actor, ever. that is the only movie I've seen besides The Lord of the Rings where I felt like he was a good, good actor. Really? I thought he was flat in History of Violence.
1: Yeah, but I guess that goes to what his character is. Because the whole entire Fair. time in History of Violence, not to get into spoilers, but, you know.
0: Yeah, no, I
1: see what you're saying, but, but he, I also thought that movie was e- mediocre. Even so. yeah,
0: exactly. Even at the end, he doesn't spark into anything else. Yeah, like it's no, it's nothing new. Like I've always said, and it, like w- uh, William Hurt shows up at the end and he lights the scene on fire, mm-hmm. and he's great. He's the best part of that movie. Did
1: Vigo win the Oscar for Green Book? Did he? Yeah, I don't. I feel I don't like know. I feel like he was definitely nominated. I know he was nominated for. Um, well, he's nominated for Eastern Promises, and he's also nominated for Captain Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, told me I don't about know that. if he won anything.
0: I don't think he's an Academy Award-winning actor. Hmm. Um, I could be wrong. Uh, he could yeah. I was anybody in Lord of the Rings nominated for for that? Like the movies were.
1: Um. Yeah, I don't think any actors. Well, I don't know cuz Th- I'm not a huge Lord of the Rings guy. Oh, uh, that's true. Yeah.
0: That movie, the first one I think, got uh the Guinness World Record of uh plastic or, or like um prosthetics used in Oh, the movie. really? And, and the that's reason awesome. was uh the hobbit feet. Oh. Cuz they okay. had like thick Thick rubber on every every hobbit's foot. Yeah, and there's these shots of hundred like like not hundreds but like fifty hobbits mm-hmm. in parties and and all sorts yep. of stuff. So yeah, and, and not to mention the prosthetics for all the other stuff mm-hmm. like the orcs that they had like all drawn up. Yeah, you, oh Man, yeah, th- you're not a huge Lord of the Rings. Guy. I,
1: I wish I was into the Lord of the Rings because like I feel like people who love it like their lives are good. now what's the last time? You <laughs> 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 when's the last time you watched it? Uh, I recently actually, I tried to watch Fellowship. Uh, maybe like 4 or 5 months Isn't ago it like fellowship what
0: well, that i've always said is my favorite yeah okay uh, the the beginning of each trilogy mm-hmm. are my favorites of yeah. all six well i watched about
1: like an hour and a half of fellowship and yeah. then i just like got distracted and stuff yeah. on- and i never went back to it but I did al- uh, did also watch with a couple of roommates at the beginning. We were like, oh, we're going to marathon The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings and all that stuff. And we watched the first Hobbit. And then uh, we were like, that was a good movie. And then we never went <laughs> back to watch like two or three. That or wouldn't Lord have happened Rings. with me in there. I'd be like, <laughs> four more years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, I'm just like, I don't know why, but uh, mid- high fantasy medieval Sword and Shield stuff has never appealed to me. Really? Like we, I've, we, I've that's never watched a projector movie. I've never
0: watched a lick of Game of Thrones. Uh, you like, saw one episode, and it was like halfway through the last season. It was like the last season, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, eh. Yep.
1: Th- well, that, I think I did try to watch the first episode, and I got like 10 minutes in. I was like, this is just not my thing. The
0: episode you watched was like the lull after mm-hmm. after th- one of the biggest battles in the entire thing so yeah. you saw everybody hanging out afterwards which I always thought was funny but y- yeah if you didn't like those characters from that then you weren't going to yeah and I think
1: even with like those big medieval like fantasy fight scenes and stuff like that I even find like the character moments are more engaging than like giant f- like battles well that's, like I
0: always feel like those are just like fodder that's for, what, like whatever that's what separates not the Hobbit but the Lord of the Rings, mm-hmm. from a lot of other fantasy things, because it's not—it's so easy to poke holes in the Lord of the Rings, but people don't because of how the characters are. Yeah, as their personal drama and like bits at the end with Frodo and Sam. And I haven't seen these movies in in years. Like, mm-hmm. I, like or at least not paid attention to while I was watching them. That's going to change soon because I'm going to be reading them all. Yeah, because I'm halfway through the Hobbit right now. Which I hate, but <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't hate. It's only like 200 pages it's or so. It's 280 right? pages or so. Okay. So I'm like almost exactly halfway. Yeah. And there are three characters. Mm-hmm. There's Bilbo, mm-hmm. there's Gandalf, mm-hmm. and there are the 14 dwarves. <laughs> yeah. I shit you not, the narrator says, said the dwarves, more than he says, said this dwarf. Wow. Like, That's they funny. They talk in unison all throughout that book. And I, I, I can't say I hate it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's boring. Um, but I, that's that also contributes. It's contributed to by the fact that I know this story very well. Mm-hmm. I've seen the movies multiple times and I've read the book before. Do you ever play the Hobbit game? Yes, for PS2, like two thousand two, oh, the was Hobbit. So game? fun! That was a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, that was a weird game. Yeah, I love that game though because it was like in the old art style. That that game is a better adaption of the Hobbit story <laughs> than the movies are. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Have you seen All Three Hobbits?
1: I don't think I saw Battle of Five Arms. You don't have to. Okay.
0: <laughs> they, they take the last 15 pages of the book and they turn it into a three-hour movie. <sighs> Just... Yeah. That's frustrating. Do you know the original plans? Mm-mm. You would have loved this. Okay. I can't imagine you not liking this idea. <laughs> but who knows? So they... If you notice, for The Hobbit, all three of The Hobbit films are co-written by Guillermo del Toro. I did not notice that. Yeah. And he was going to direct them. Mm. And his... I did hear about that. His idea and what they were going to do for a while until they're like, let Peter Jackson just make a trilogy. Mm -hmm. It was going to be two movies. Mm -hmm. And the first movie was going to cover 75% of The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. And then the second movie was going... The... first quarter of the film or maybe third like first act was going to finish that story Mm -hmm. he goes home he has the fucking bullshit where they all think he's dead and he has to prove himself alive and then it was going to kind of be like a history of middle earth after that showing because it was going to be full-on Guillermo del Toro style all the armor and everything was going to look like his stuff and then the next it would show the next 60 years of how his style turned into peter jackson style wow and, and that would have been awesome yeah you're speaking to my sensibilities
1: right there that would have been
0: that would have like it wouldn't have been like two trilogies mm. but that would have been an awesome coherent five-part mm. story that would have been really interesting
1: um what about the lord of the Rings series that's coming out
0: is do you know anything about that Uh, I know it's going to be one of the most expensive TV series ever made. Yeah, and they're like... uh, It's already, I believe, it's it's already one of the most expensive TV shows ever made Mm -hmm. just by how much they had to pay for it. Mm -hmm. Not even by production or casting or anything. It's just how much they had to pay for the property.
1: Yeah, and they're not doing a thing where they can cancel it at any time. They're literally buying, like, However many seasons, they're really? Doing. Yeah, there's like not a chance really of it being canceled.
0: And the interesting thing is, this does them buying these rights mm-hmm. didn't cut off Warner Brothers fully from using Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. They're making a prequel anime. Oh wow! To Lord of the Rings, like it's going to be set with the Peter Jackson movies, uh-huh. and it's going to be a prequel about the Battle of uh, Rohirrim. I think. Um, I don't, I don't have any of these names down. But. So, do you know anything about the series? Like, because I don't. If it's going to be like about what
1: happens in Peter
0: Jackson movies, they said that it wasn't going to be that it was going to be set within that world. But that was also years ago. Yeah, that's all I know is that like they wanted that, and I think the smart move is to take like, uh, unfinished tales in the Silmarillion and make stories out of that. Yeah, I think make it like two to three part episodic things, like uh, like anthologies. Uh-huh. I think that would be the smart way to go. Because... Like, each season is, like, its own, like, thing. You could do that. You could do every three episodes is, is its own thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, every three episodes or so, it changes to the next thing. And that would be weird, because most people are used to two-parters. Yeah. But, um, and it's also, you couldn't start that way. The first episode would have to be its own story. Yeah. Because after the second one, and then the third one is then different, people would <laughs> yeah. get confused. Totally. So you'd have to do it that way. But, like, there are tons of Tolkien stories that mm-hmm. you, could, you could use in that. And and most of them are unfinished so you'd have to like do it yourself but there are there are many good bases mm-hmm. to to go off of but i don't think they're going to do that i think they're going to do some bullshit and fuck themselves yeah i really do uh i don't know i cuz the 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 stupid thing would be making the lord of the rings yes that would be the dumb thing yes but who knows yeah that would anger like literally everyone yeah and how do you how do you really top something that uh, like how do you adapt a book again Mm -hmm. that has been already previously adapted into what people consider near perfect yeah you know that's that's hard to do Mm -hmm. but i don't know fellowship has always been my favorite because it's the nice one Mm -hmm. like you get to spend so much time in a really nice place yeah and learn about the history with characters that you enjoy Mm -hmm. i don't know always been my favorite yeah yeah
1: anyways yeah
0: we're gonna talk about Zack Snyder's, Zack Justice, Snyder's League. Justice League. But I'm gonna. We're use an hour twenty minutes <laughs> in, and we're finally getting to it. I'm gonna pee. Okay. All right, and now we're back. And now we're back. Okay. <laughs> so first off, mm. what did you th- what did you like Zack Snyder's Justice League? I did. Yeah.
1: I very much so liked Jack. S- <laughs> Jack <laughs> <Snyder's> that. <Justice League. laughs> Jack Snyder's Justice League.
0: Jack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Love it. What what did you think?
0: Oh, I've seen it eight times. That's kind of insane. Uh, <laughs> I I you know what it was? And and people I'm sure hate me for this. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like watching Indiana Jones for the first time. Like when I was a kid. Whoa. It was like that kinda like this is incredible like like childhood feeling uh-huh. of like oh this is, it's just it made me feel nostalgic for something I had never seen before. Yeah. And uh, it maybe that's because it's very rare in any any movie where you you get to see the absolute worst version of a movie, yeah. before you see the the good version of a movie. Yeah, so maybe maybe it's that. you yeah. know what I mean uh, it's it, it's that like I
1: has <sighs> this ever happened before? Warner Brothers has history? done this before. Oh right, with um, with Superman, Superman, yeah. yes,
0: with a with a DC property, have they done this before? That's crazy. And the, and just like this, they used it just to profit off of. Like, it's just like, oh, we have a new Superman movie coming out, so we'll release that old cut that people have been asking for for years. Right. And so that's and and I bet you if the whole circumstances had been different, that's what would have happened to this. I think uh-huh. they would have released it in twenty years. <laughs> I think that's what would have happened. They would have gotten like sixty-five-year-old Zack Snyder. <laughs> like, Do you want to finish? He's like, yes. He would have. I sixty-five-year-old Zack Snyder. I couldn't imagine
1: the movies Zack Snyder's making in sixty-five.
0: Nothing good. You think so? I- I'm gonna watch him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But, uh, not I'll be good. first in line <laughs> at the theaters. <laughs> I I have such a a new appreciation for him. That, mm-hmm. Like after that came out, I was like, I am so on board for Army of the Dead. Yeah. And. And I like that movie, but it was not great.
1: Yeah, I don't like that movie. Uh,
0: That's fine. I just... I, I knew I I expected exactly what it was, mm-hmm. so I was going into it, it was like yeah uh-huh. I didn't I didn't <laughs> notice the fact that it was basically a remake of Aliens yes which, which I didn't notice either uh, yeah, until the red letter yeah, media yeah, video and, and which <laughs> is after after that had been pointed out to me I'm like wow <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it really is yeah uh, but but Zack Snyder's Justice League yeah that blew me away mm-hmm. and because I had I had hated. The original Justice League. Yeah, it's a- god awful. And not even well, that's the thing is not even because of it's bad. It's just the most mediocre thing that it became worse than something bad. Because any redeeming qualities aren't they aren't. There's no peaks and valleys. It's just like this one line yeah. that goes straight and it's mostly a flat line that occasionally goes up just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what that movie was such a drag. Yeah. Uh, but. Uh, watching it and also it was the part of like I love th- spot the difference. Like if I if I've seen like a a movie that I've already seen and then mm-hmm. I watched a different version of it, that is I love the, like trying to figure out the differences in. Mm-hmm. So maybe that also added yeah to my my love of like it's Zach- basically a game. It, yeah, <laughs> it is, and, and the differences are staggering mm-hmm. to the point of like you remember in Zack Snyder's Justice League how after he gets the mother box from the Amazons, mm-hmm. the temple that they have it in yeah. falls into the water. Yes. Y- do you remember what happens in Zack Snyder's Justice League? I that mean, the original Justice that League? doesn't happen. He just doesn't. walks out. Yeah. He just leaves. That's crazy. He j- he, j- he just leaves. Mm-hmm. That's it. There was no bother to him. And, and, and stuff like that would have been so easy to keep in, and it's also the biggest difference... One I thought this was stupid until I waited like uh-huh. um uh when my <laughs> you won't get this. I was going to say Miles Dyson. Mm-mm. But that's Cyborg's dad. Oh, okay. His character was Miles Dyson in Terminator 2. Oh, okay. His, his <laughs> casting as as Cyborg's dad uh-huh. is probably a reference to Terminator 2. That's funny. Cuz he creates the the T eight hundred the the Schwarzenegger model Oh, of, okay. of that that's the whole thing uh-huh. so I'm sure that that was the reference that I was supposed to make but uh, who knows could have been a coincidence um but uh, uh yeah oh at the end when he sacrifices himself yes at first I thought that was the stupidest thing ever until I waited five seconds and they explained to me that it actually made sense oh mm. uh, and like uh, it's like, why, why are you trying to destroy this thing? It's clearly not going to blow up. You've spent years studying it. You should know this. Uh-huh. And then they're like, oh, he wasn't trying to destroy it. He was trying to superheat it so they could find it. Oh. That made a lot more sense. Now, he even get, either, he gets the mother box in the first place because when they resurrect Superman, the box... Yeah. And lands on top of a car. Now, and he grabs it from that car right. and, and goes in. Now, in Joss Whedon's Justice League it falls on top of a car and then it just sits there until the justice league forget about it that's hilarious Th- it, that's what happens and seven wolf shows up and just takes it yeah with no opposition
1: that's oh uh, now how much of justice league was made before
0: the tragedy happened and Joss uh, got brought in Joss most of it most of, most of it most well, of it was finished cuz he only shot for for the uh for for the release on hbo max uh-huh. 4 minutes Wow, the re- all the rest of that money went to special effects, which he he didn't get paid for to to finish that movie. Like because it was a new release, they they did offer to pay him, and he's like, "I do not want money. I want creative control." Right, and so that's what they did. So it was to finish up the special effects, and the four minutes he did add didn't actually. You didn't. He didn't need to shoot him. Uh-huh. I think he did it as both like a tease of what the future could be, and as um. As like his way of saying goodbye, if it is the goodbye, like, let me let me guess,
1: it's the scene with the Joker, yes, and also the very end with
0: Martian Manhunter, yes, yeah, yep, all that. We it wasn't originally shot to be Martian Manhunter. Oh, okay. It was a Green Lantern. It was John Stewart, right? Which he has actually shown on his phone, like so you can find the. Oh, footage. that's yeah. awesome! You can find him all Green Lantern. I,
1: I will it. say Zack Snyder is kind of like a fuck the establishment kind of. Oh, very much so. Director. And it's really cool. Yeah, and I used to be like. You know, when we had the podcast first, I was a big uh, "Who cares about Zack?" Yeah, Snyder. but now I'm. I'm I was being, the defender. I'm in his corner, and
0: I hated. I hated uh, Batman v Superman with passion. Uh-huh. I've grown to appreciate it a bit, but like, I I hated that movie when it came out. Yeah, and like, and pretty much when Justice League, the 2017 version, and I bought it so we could make fun of it, basically. Uh, not realizing how much of it was actually that different mm-hmm. I, I I basically bought it like and watched it being like I was right this is awful yeah you know uh, like this is truly awful abysmal uh-huh. and and I'm glad I was wrong like uh, like that uh, his version of the next one maybe he should only make ensemble movies yeah can I can I tell you what my this <sighs> it makes me I, well, I don't want to say it's my favorite change like <laughs> like that Josh Whedon made like because I being completely facetious about that and using the word favorite. (laughs) Right. It's so cringy, it makes me smile. Mm. And I hate it with a passion. You remember in the Zack Zack Snyder version, there's this great shot, like basically they they get, it's at the very end where they have that dome over the the thing and Batman has to break in using a ton of explosives like from his ship. Sure. And they have to fly in, he flies into it and he knocks down the tower. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, that is heavily cut in the Joss Whedon version. But in the Zack Snyder version, there's a moment where they all happen to be heading in a direction, and they happen to be in the same shot at the same time, so they slow down for them all to be in the one hero shot together. Yeah. That's great. In the Joss Whedon version, they have a different plan than what's going on, and them showing up where Batman is was not part of the plan. Really? And Batman says, this isn't the plan. Uh-huh. And Alfred goes, no, this is the team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that That's amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't remember that at yeah,
0: all. Yeah, and, and he's got such a sly smile on his face. Like That is the greatest line he's ever said. That's so goddamn funny. It is. No, this is the team.
1: <laughs> I what are we, some type of suicide <laughs> squad? <laughs> I, that I want to see, too.
0: The Suicide Squad? Oh, so badly. Yeah. He is he's, he's going the Zack Snyder route mm-hmm. where he's he's not being shy about it anymore. He said, I made an amazing movie. Really? And they shit themselves when they saw it. They were afraid. Wow. Is, is what he said. So that's awesome. That, that's a ballsy thing. You're talking thing. about James Gunn's, right? No, David Ayer. You're talking about David
1: Ayer? I'm talking about David wow. Ayer, yeah. Is
0: there going to be? There's not going to be a cut, is there? Uh, There's a lot of fighting for it online. <sighs> Uh, and I, th- it's more likely after the next one comes out because they're not going to advertise two different Suicide yeah. Squad movies at once. that'd be too confusing. Uh, w- you know what? One thing that they could do that would probably be a smart thing on their side because they don't want to make the Zack Snyder movies mm-hmm. is release the David Ayer cut the day before without saying anything. Yeah. Like, just, throw <laughs> just, it just put it on HBO Max. Or, or when the sui- James Gunn one does, mm-hmm. for a month while it's on there, have the David Ayer cut be a special feature. Oh yeah, because uh, James Gunn Suicide
1: Squad is going to be on HBO Max. Yeah, isn't it's it? going to be H- on yeah. HBO Max for a month. I I love that they're doing that. It's horrible for them. I mean, yeah, and also there was that whole thing about um, I think it was uh, Denis Villeneuve who was like, "We were blindsided by this."
0: Uh, Christopher Nolan, I think, is the one who. Yeah, you were D- Denis Villeneuve was very upset, but I think it was Christopher Nolan who said, um, oh, "What was it? Oh, we were." We all thought we were making movies for the greatest movie company, but we were really making movies for the shittiest streaming service. Yeah, yeah. and
1: and the thing is, is that um, this is well-treaded ground, but already, but uh, HBO Max's uh, catalog is amazing. It's, oh yeah, it's the best catalog of any streaming service that's out there. It is the worst streaming service, mm. technically. Uh, as Of streaming. Of like, streaming. Yeah. It is, if you want to do anything other than even pausing the movie, causes the app to crash.
0: Yeah. It's so they awful. Have, they have some maintenance issues, yeah. yeah. Uh, which really sucks. because I have had to stop watching Zack Snyder's Justice League many mm-hmm. times yeah. because because it's just like the buffering. Yep. Sometimes I just get a spinny wheel of death, and that's yep. the end. And I'm gonna like, well, I'm going to... Well, I'm not going to watch the theatrical version, even though yeah. <laughs> I own the Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, you you have the Blu-ray of the new I one do. Now, So I own it. Well, uh, no, I don't. Of the what? new one? No. I can't find it anywhere still. Oh. It's mm-hmm. still. It's still number one in the UK, I believe. It That's hit, crazy. It hit that twice. Uh-huh. It hit that spot twice. Uh, like, it dipped down and went back up. And I still can't find a copy anywhere. Wow. Which, if anything, is good news. Mm. Because maybe, especially what now Warner Brothers have collided with a different company. Was it Discovery. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like they're they're all they're like there's a huge changeup at Warner Brothers, and with that and the fact that Justice League is making tons of money, right? Maybe we'll get. I think they should just make an HBO Max miniseries, give them ten episodes, and let them finish it. Yeah, I mean, I watch it. I would too, and like that would that would it would be less expensive than like two movies, Mm -hmm. and you'd let them really get to do what he wants, and that would l- bring all of those people who want that to happen right back to HBO Max. Yeah. Like, that would be an easy... before eight to ten weeks. Mm-hmm. Like, you could easily get those people in. You could make tons of money off of that, I think. Yeah. Because I... Half of my subscription to HBO Max is still because of Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> That's so funny. It's because I, I have access to it there. Um and yeah, I'm probably because we're talking about. I'm probably gonna watch it tonight when I get home. Not all of it because I worked. You're addicted tomorrow. to this movie. I love this movie. <laughs> I love this movie to death. I like. I have gone back and watched the last hour, uh-huh. tons of times.
1: Uh, yeah, that's like an amazing sequence. So I good. love that sequence.
0: The and as a huge Man of Steel fan, mm-hmm. when he goes back to the Fortress of Solitude, and he, like it's that that shot of just the hallway and then he just walks into it and then you hear his father talk. Yeah. And it, at first, it's just lines that they had. They're both of his father's talking. It's just lines from Man of Steel. And then they start saying new things mm-hmm. as he dons the cape again. And th- a lot of the things his father had said, his or, uh, like human father, makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Working in it was like, oh, he was actually building to this. Yeah. And th- it made a beautiful moment where he t posed in front of the sun, and I didn't care that much. Yeah. Y- you know, it felt n- not. The T-posing, I was used to, mm-hmm. I think. But, like, the rest of that felt earned. Yeah. A- and it also kind of, like, a little bit, I think, spat in the face of some critics of Man of Steel who are like, this is only for the trailer. Like, like the shot when he's... Uh, Got his fist on the ground. <laughs> He's and revving up his engine. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the rocks start to form. they like, that's just a trailer shot, and I don't think it was. Yeah. Why homage it in this one? Yeah. Like it's it's really well done, and maybe that was a fuck you to those critics. Like I'll show you what I'll do with my trailer shots.
1: Yeah, I don't think um I don't think Zack Snyder is a, a petty person. No. Like, like I think he said some dumb stuff like about how Batman killing people yes. get over it. But like, I don't think he's the type to be like, "Fuck the critics." I know what I'm doing. I think he's the type to be like, "Okay, I get what you're saying, yeah. but I'm still gonna do. I'm my gonna own do thing. what I want." Yeah. Exactly. That's fair.
0: I've I've watched uh his like, his uh his Google like most searched Google things, and I've also watched his like uh, his career up till this point. Uh huh. And he he is lovely. He's a lovely human being. Yeah. But I, I it's one of those people where it's just like. Oh, you're great, but I don't want to spend more than a day with you. <laughs> yeah, and, sure. And like I'll I'll hang out with you next week, but I'm not hanging out with you tomorrow. Uh-huh. Like yeah. but he he seems fantastic. But I'd have a drink with the guy. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. would I. One hundred percent. But mm-hmm. I love uh I'd love to pick his brain about what he was going to do with those characters totally. for Justice League. And like he already talked about uh and I'll say it in a second, but about, like, Batman and his history and why Mm. Robin's dead and things like that. Mm -hmm. And his explanation for that is awesome. Mm. Uh, But I had a point. Oh, yeah. His uh, Google, most searched Google, one of them is, uh, does Zack Snyder's Justice League uh, contain nudity? And his answer was, that'd be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) You heard what he said recently about, like, uh, what he'd like to direct, right? No. No, he said straight and it was just a facebook comment that really solidified for the, this for me to be hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'd direct a porno. I'd love to. <laughs> and, and somebody commented like this man just keeps talking. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't know when to stop <laughs> he, doesn't, <talking. laughs> he doesn't have a filter <laughs> yeah. at all and I kind of admire. Which is pretty that. awesome. I love yeah. that. Yeah,
1: he he's very very straightforward. I mean, one of the funniest things he's he's done recently is there's that, yes. there's that whole The big meme going around right now is that uh, a scene of Batman giving uh, uh, oral pleasure to a woman, (laughs) to Catwoman, um, it was taken out of the Harley Quinn show yeah and uh it was quoted as uh the guy said, because heroes don't do that heroes don't do that and Zach and everyone's been like going like, oh, this is this and this and this and this, but then Zack Snyder tweeted a picture of Batman doing that, and then all he says is canon <laughs> beautiful <laughs> Which is so goddamn funny. I think that's wonderful. yes,
0: <laughs> and I accept it. yeah, not? I accept not? that as had canon. Yeah. that would have happened and you know it's it's really funny. And it's only Warner Brothers who would who would be like heroes and do that uh-huh. because the DC Comics like New Fifty Two especially, like Catwoman like t- two thousand eleven run of Catwoman I've read the like first six issues, mm-hmm. it is one of the like sexiest like to, k- supposed to be sexy comic books I've ever read. They fuck. All the time, <laughs> on rooftops, like her and Batman. Yeah, mm. like he doesn't take the cowl off. That's so funny. And, and neither, of course, she, he would. And neither does she. Yeah. And like, and they so they keep that the, the masks on, and they mm-hmm. but all the time there are there are like I- images of scattered bras and shit in every first like at least the first five like yeah. happen all the time. And now they're married in the comics. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, they, I don't, they may, that's, they usually have gimmicks that last a year, so uh-huh. I don't know if they still are, but, like, a couple years ago, that was a huge thing. Right. The the wedding, it was called. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I believe the cover, I don't think, because it was supposed to be Bruce Wayne marries Selena Kyle. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's what happened, but. It's be- not Batman marrying Kyle. Yeah, Mary, I, cow I, cow I believe, as as for fun, that is the cover. Yeah. is like, he's in a suit and tie, and he's got, like, the, the cow on. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. I've actually been reading. Uh, I just finished uh, the new fifty-two run of the Justice League, mm-hmm. all fifty-two issues. How was is that? Great. Yeah. the The first like volume is basically Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's that basic idea. Uh huh. Only it's not Steppenwolf. He's in it a little bit, but um, it's it's mostly Darkseid. Basically, he's coming, and instead of like how they just stop the mother boxes they literally have to force him back into a portal as he's coming out of it. Oh, no way. Like, all of them together from, like, uh, Shazam to Superman, like, have to work together to push him back. Mm -hmm. And once they do, he's just, he's real pissed. Mm -hmm. And I also like uh, that, that was the, that run of comics is actually the first time, not the first first time, but the first time he's, like, a regular member of the Justice League, Cyborg. Mm -hmm. And he, uh the way he becomes Cyborg is directly related to Dark Side. which I, it still is in the uh, Zack Snyder's version where it's like the mother box yeah. in some way. But you know the boom tube? Um, yes, okay, yes, yes. The, yes. the, the giant like, teleportation thing? Yeah. One oh In the comics, while they're trying, like Victor is yelling at his dad about not going to his game, one opens sideways mm. and b- hits him and he is just deformed from parts of his body and oh, screaming. whoa. Yeah. And, Holy shit. And uh, it was, like, technology that his father didn't fully understand that was the cyborg suit that wasn't related to Darkseid. Mm-hmm. But because that had happened with the boom tube, on that, like, moment, he sees a vision of Darkseid coming. Oh, okay. And, it, and that is Is al- that why the boom tube happened? Oh, like no, it, was, it, it happened because uh, they were, I believe they were fucking with something they weren't supposed to be. Oh, okay. And it was either that or a parademon was nearby who was trying to make it go off, uh-huh. basically. But it went off the, a direction it wasn't supposed to, and it just hit Cyborg. Wow. And he, yeah, and so it was a combination of that and his father's like actual technology. That that saved him, and that has the whole like I'm brooding ish. Like I'm a he. Well, he's not brooding like he is in in uh just in the movie uh-huh. where he's just like dour and depressing. <laughs> yeah. Until in Joss Whedon's version, he just isn't at the end. Right. And uh, and yeah, and so it all. That's the first volume of Justice League, and then there are eight in total, and you don't see Darkseid again until the last two. Okay. And so it's, it's all him kind of coming around. And there's this huge. You know how they're after the anti life equation? Yeah. There's a huge. Because that wasn't mentioned once in the run I, I read, which is very, like, not usual for a dark side thing. But actually, it comes up at the very end. Mm. So there is another character from a different dimension who is going around destroying. Earth's from all over the place, uh-huh. and he is called the Anti-Monitor. Mm. And the idea is, there's Earth Three, which is like just the evil version of Earth, and there's Earth Two, which is our Earth, basically. <laughs> evil Earth. <laughs> and, well, the difference is that uh, the the I guess the feeling that that kind of existed when the Big Bang happened was free will, mm. which is why we have free will, which is why the like. People are can be good or bad or whatever. The what was at the center of Earth three, the the, the evil timeline where we all have goatees. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like the, we that? all have like bandit masks <laughs> on. Well that it actually like that whole thing it leads from an earlier part of the story where I actually talked about it on this podcast before. Halfway through the Justice League comic, they all die. And are replaced by an evil version of them from Earth three that just fuck the world, right? And okay. they they come back because of Constantine and all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Big thing, a big thing for Cyborg too. But anyway, um, that it, the reason they had to come to our Earth is because their Earth was destroyed by this creature, right? And like the Anti Monitor. Uh, so at the center of our our universe was free will. Mm-hmm. At the center of theirs. Was the anti-life equation because it controls all will, oh, which is why they're all okay. one way. And so, uh, a sadistic man with uh, not realizing what he's done found the center of the universe and touched it. Oh shit! And he became a combination of himself and the anti-life equation. And he's just this like kind of dark side looking monster whose entire goal is to kill dark side, to find him and kill him. Huh. So he's searching for dark side and it becomes this whole thing of like they are trying to stop collateral damage and stop other people while these two are fighting. Uh-huh. And uh Darkseid loses. <laughs> he loses because he sends this thing called the Black Racer. Okay. Which is imagine the Silver Surfer but he's black and he's <laughs> got skis. <laughs>
1: That's real? <laughs> That's real. That's so he, funny. He looks a
0: lot cooler than he than he did when he was first created, which is just a guy with skis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and uh, the anti-monitor's like, reaction to that was that he used uh, his like control over free will uh-huh. to send the flash at, at uh, the Black Racer. Uh-huh. Black Racer is just an essence of death. Oh, okay. So the flash ends up fusing with him. Whoa. And then shoots right through Darkseid.
1: Holy shit! Killing, that's
0: awesome. Killing Darkseid, and uh, upon that happening, uh, the Anti-Life Equation is separated from Mobius, who is now his own problem mm-hmm. that they have to deal with. And somebody who set this whole thing up takes the Anti-Life Equation, steals the evil version of Superwoman's baby. <laughs> There's so much. <laughs> There's bullshit. so much shit going on at once. I uh, <laughs> and combines them into a new version of Darkseid that has his his. Uh, his his like all of his memories, uh-huh. but she can control him. Oh my! And God. he's real pissed as he's just destroying things. For That's her.
1: so funny.
0: Oh yeah, there's a whole bunch of moving parts. Yeah, yeah. This sounds like a lot. <laughs> it is a lot, and there are things that I couldn't have possibly read from other comics that uh-huh. that like led into this. But it, it really, it, I've been reading so much DC because of that. Like, I've Damn. been reading the Flash, which is uh-huh. great. Yeah, uh, the uh, action comics, which is all Superman shit. And I've already read, like, the Batman ones, but I'm doing that again. But, like, to return to Zack Snyder's Justice League, mm-hmm. I love it to death. And and that last hour, which is all fighting, is condensed into about 15 minutes, and yeah. it's truly awful. Yeah. Uh, and I'll tell you one part that I do like, mm. that they changed. Like, because my favorite part of the new version is, like, Cyborg and, uh, and Flash's relationship. Yeah, 100%. They're the best characters. And some of that, some of the things that Joss Whedon did would have worked better in Zack Snyder's version, mm. like, with the setup that it had. Like, there's a point where, like, w- which makes sense, like, when they're trying to get to the, the cubes and shit, uh-huh. Zebra Wolf's waiting, Aquaman and uh, and Cyborg show up themselves. They walk up, and, like, and Aquaman's like, round two, and Cyborg's like, hell yeah, uh-huh, <laughs> is yeah. how it turns into a cannon. In in Joss Whedon's version, and this would make more sense. Flash just brings Cyborg immediately to the mother boxes, (laughs) yeah, and then he's just like, "You do your thing, I'm on bug duty." And Uh then he goes like that would have worked fine in Zack Snyder's version, like, but it it's grating in the original because there's no setup for these characters to like each other. Yeah, where even you get even if it's not outright in front of you, there are points that like lead to it, like um. At the end, well, like, three-hour mark, not the end, mm-hmm. when they're trying to figure out, like, they're they're going through their plan over again to make sure everybody's got it. And somebody asks, like, uh, okay, if he needs a big enough charge, uh, Flash, how are you going to do that? And Flash is like, with the power of love. And Cyborg's like, Barry. He's <laughs> like, with an extremely powerful <laughs> charge. Yeah. <So> he instantly <laughs> called himself out on it. And I love that. yeah, Like, that. that's perfect. And it's just all gone. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the Joss Whedon version, yeah. League, if Justice League, Justice, theatrical cut, <sighs> I guess. I mean, yeah. it is. It's literally it is. Literally is. I, <laughs> <laughs> th- it's such a shame because yeah, that that newer version uh, that would you could cut that to th- two forty five. Yeah, and it could have been a like a a movie. Yeah, I mean, it's it's what four chapters or something like that. It,
1: too? It, well, no, it's six parts, six parts, and an epilogue.
0: Right. So it's seven parts, and like, yeah, you could easily split it into two movies on its own. Mm-hmm. But man, do I I want those sequels? Yeah, I want them bad. Hey, I'd watch them. Yeah, I want the nightmare movie, mm-hmm. where it's just the hellscape. I would love that. Oh, before we go, mm-hmm. do you know what happened to Robin? Um, I assumed it was the, uh, uh crowbar. Maybe. That's likely. He never yeah. says whether that happens, whether it's the crowbar or not. But, uh, so the point they read, they actually referenced it a little bit in, at the ending of Justice League uh-huh. with him talking to the Joker. But the idea was that Robin and Batman kept arguing. Like Robin's like, no, I can take him. Mm-hmm. I can take him down. And Batman's like, no, you can't. I can't. Mm -hmm. Why do you think you can? So he tries on his own anyway. Mm. Joker easily kidnaps him, brings him to Wayne Manor, beats him to death, and burns it down. Wow. Which is why it's burned down in Batman v Superman. Oh, interesting. Yep, which is, oh. uh, Justice League, the new one, has also turned me around on the screenwriter, Chris Dario. The right. Academy Award-winning screenwriter, who I thought was fucking awful, <laughs> yeah, because and then I realized like it's probably because in a lot of his very recent movies the director may have gotten in the way, yeah, yeah like, like Batman v Superman I think is an example of that. Mm-hmm. And he wrote Rise of Skywalker. That's right? exactly yeah, exactly what I was gonna say next is like, and this uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League he has sole writing credit, mm-hmm. like written by uh, Chris Carter. I think, no. No, Chris Carter's X-Files. Terrio? Yeah, Chris Terrio. Yeah, Yeah, Chris Carter created the (laughs) X-Files. Whoops. Uh, No. Would you recommend Zack Snyder's Justice League? I would. Uh, Everybody should. Um,
1: I definitely, well, here's the thing. uh, And we are part of a group of people that, in the sense that we saw Justice League. Yeah. And we all thought it was terrible. And then we saw Zack Snyder's Justice League and we were like, That's great. Yeah, this is much better. I'm interested to hear opinions from someone who hasn't seen either. Either. Okay, and then just went in for Zack Snyder's.
0: Fair. Uh, Well, my but I would
1: but myself, I would say it's a good movie. Yeah,
0: I liked it a lot,
1: and I'd recommend it. There you go.
0: My my dad had not seen the original version, Mm -hmm. and he was he was very interested in in to see where everything went. He was just afraid, knowing that there were canceled sequels, that it would be left like. Uh, uh open-ended yeah which yeah it it is but not not it teases mm-hmm. it doesn't like there's not a cliffhanger yeah it's, I mean? it's not too open no it's just like there are enemies coming at some point in the future that's yeah. what you know yeah but other than that no it works very very well close off he, he had questions I was like he's like is is superman in the next one I was like yes mm-hmm. he's like did they explain it I was like yes <laughs> it is fully explained that's great it happens yeah.
1: Uh, but would you recommend Justice League? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. it's all for me.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely, a hundred percent. Because it, it, ironically, they they nixed it because it lacked heart and humor. When it had more heart yeah. and better humor than the version that they came out with. Do you know the breaking point for them? Hmm. why they changed it all? Like the 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 scene where they're like we're starting over. No. When Flash at the end goes like reverses time for everything to, to, like he's running and it's all recreating behind him, which is like the the best best part. The best part of the whole movie. And he and he and they just didn't get it. Wow. The Warner Brothers execs didn't understand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which explains why it's not even in that snippet part of when he's like doing it for Superman to Uh like bring him back to life. It's not in that version, but in Zack Snyder's, he is late. Right. When he goes to like. Touch the cube. Uh-huh. So it slowed down a little bit so he can do it right. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The Flash it was so much more improved in, uh, the f- in he Snyder's. He was vastly improved, and so was Cyborg. Yeah. And then when they said that he was the heart of the film, and then he wasn't. And then yeah. he yep. was. Yep. <sighs> I don't know, Jake. Yeah. I don't know. Warner Brothers doesn't... <laughs> You're going to get gray hair, Nick. <laughs> I want <laughs> Justice League too. I want it. Give me Justice League. <laughs> yeah. It's right there. I'll give you money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you a lot of money. I'll deliver cocaine to Stephen <laughs> King. I'll do it. <laughs> Don't think I won't. <laughs> I won't. You might. <laughs> Even if they, if they offered me the Dark Tower... And Justice League two and three, I'd still be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you making this worse for me? <laughs>
1: what else are you? Gonna <laughs> what else could you possibly <laughs> offer me at this point? Okay, how about this? <laughs> no,
0: I, I think this is a good place to yeah. wrap everything up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, we should give each other movies to watch for the next week. Oh shoot, you're Just right. Real, real quick. Hmm. I got one. You
1: got one. Yeah. All right, let me, let me hear it. Uh, yo, Jimbo. Yo, Jimbo. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, what's up? Uh, <laughs> hey, what's <laughs> yo, yo, Jimbo. Yo Jimbo. <laughs> hey, what's up? Um, have you seen? You probably have seen, but have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? I have seen Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. Then I will give you Doctor Strange Love. Is that on HBO Max? It is. Ah, sweet. Yeah. Yes. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Ah, now I have to watch it. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's great to be back. Yeah! Doing, doing, doing this again. Yeah,
0: we'll definitely do this again next week, too.
1: Um, and yeah, we're gonna try to keep going with it, and now it'll be up on Spotify. You might even be listening to it on Spotify yeah. right now. But, uh, yeah.
0: Uh, we might have a crossover soon, which will be fun. Yep. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, how did we used to end the I, podcast? Y- we'd say goodbye, but I have something for the very end. Okay. Uh, All right. should I say goodbye? Yeah, <laughs> well... We'll see you next week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, David Lynch.